listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. When they stole my gold medals and sold career, that's looking back at my whole career because y'all must have forgot. forgot. The best pound for pound is my hit Percy Harris with four hooks at one time. Y'all must have forgot. When I beat Bernard Hopkins while in the IBF, that right, that right must have was, I can't say that part. The right was, the right was her beat him with the left. Y'all must have forgot. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, baby. Can't nobody say that but him. Uh, I mean, I feel I like yeah. y'all must have forgot the lyrics because uh, my man Roy uh, Roy Jones Jr. was killing it back then. Um, shout out to Roy Wood Jr. Really who gets called that uh, a lot. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but we have a brand new guest on the show. Somebody that literally. Uh, I feel like I promised to be on the show for years at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, we got um, a long list. We gonna get around. We yeah. just said the other day, I was like, well, we need to make a list so we can kind of get the people we kind of forgot. Yeah, we must have forgot. Yeah, we uh, all forget. But uh, it's our girl Jay, uh, who you guys may know. I mean, at this point, I mean, she's, uh, you know, had badculture.net. Um, you have the morning punching show with RB and Jay, Mondays at 8 p.m uh pacific time um and you write for uh for bso i mean you you blowing up over there you got the blue check mark against your name on twitter what? i mean uh what, what how you doing i'm doing good it's early here on the west coast yeah. a little early but i stayed home last night instead of going to uh floyd's shenanigans last night because i'm a little under the weather but i'm i'm not that disappointed about it well, I'm glad that you um uh, that you came on and I and I know it's early and we really do appreciate you uh we do. making time for us this morning. I'm excited. I'm glad I got to join you. I've been listening to you guys for so long that I'm hyped. Well, I'm I'm ready to do this. Uh, I, now I do want I do have questions, you know. Let's get you introduced yes. to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um first of all, badculture.net. What was the uh, impetus to start that? Well, I had already been blogging here in LA about kind of lifestyle stuff and when I started, it wasn't even intended to be a sports blog. It was still supposed to be a continuation of lifestyle and things to do in L.A., but it was a little oversaturated. And on Twitter one night, as all things happen on Twitter, someone said, hey, why don't you start blogging about boxing? Because I was tweeting about it all the time. And I thought, ah, I'm not really a writer like that. But I just tried it, started trying to get credential for fights and just being a black woman outside the ring and not a wife or a girlfriend or a publicist i kind of capitalized on my unicorn status and it just took on a life of its own and evolved into other things besides the boxing yeah and is there, are there were any specific challenges that you felt um you know as you said being a black woman you're not necessarily attached to any athlete in any right. type of way um was there were there was it was there any difficulties like getting interviews or anything like that Oh, it's, it's still that, it's still that difficulty exists across the United States. I can't even think of any other sisters, maybe one here in LA that are covering boxing as beat writers like myself, but it's still the same thing with any male dominated industry. They don't take you seriously. They think you, if you ringside, you know, God forbid you're actually doing some legitimate work. You know, you must be sucking somebody's. Oh, can Mm. I say that on? Oh yeah. Yeah. We definitely Um, be Carson. Oh, Oh, okay, cool. You must be doing something of that nature because there's just no possible way you could like the sport and be intelligent. It's gotten a lot easier since I've been at it for a while. Once I started for writing for BSO, it got 
a little easier, but there's always that still, what are you doing here kind mm-hmm. of feeling when you get there, especially in Los Angeles where the market is predominantly Hispanic. Mm. And then as a woman, I mean, how often do you have like but your boxing opinion like challenged or do you, you know, cause I feel like, uh, for example, if we're at a Super Bowl party, and there's a guy who walks over, he could never have watched football at all, but he can just make an observation that everybody just kind of gives him, like, the credence of, oh, well, he must just know what he's talking about. But with women, it's like, it, it wouldn't matter if they fucking played in the Super Bowl. People would be like, well, what do you know about this sports shit? So I'm imagining uh, boxing must be so somewhat similar. Oh, it's every day. Mm. Now, never mind, I've been on this grind for five or six years. We do a weekly boxing boxing-specific podcast every single week. We've interviewed everybody from Bernard Hopkins to Roy Jones Jr. to Adrian Broner to Deontay Wilder to to Floyd. But you guys must not know anything about boxing. And so then when they try to pull my card, I have to check them Mm. with the knowledge. And they're like, oh, you really watched the sport? Yeah. (laughs) You know what you thought I was doing all this time? Taking selfies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a ton ton of, um, of that, too, in, like, just sports in general where it's like, and then since sports is such a quote unquote competitive thing, uh, fans yeah. often compete knowledge like I know more than you, so you're less of a fan than me. I have to be ranked right. above you on the fan scale. Um, but yeah, it's 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 funny whose opinions aren't challenged. Like I don't know that much about much about boxing. I'll just like watch a like I'll live tweet a fight every once in a while or mm-hmm. something like that. Um mm-hmm. And and the thing is, I know I say ridiculous shit because I don't know anything about it. And plus, I'm making jokes most of the time. But I feel like my opinion don't get challenged. Like, unless I say something insane. You know what I mean? Like, most people just be like, oh, yeah, well, he must. That's just his opinion. But I feel like that definitely uh, wouldn't go over. It was the same if I was a woman. Have you um, have you dealt with, but, but like this, because I, I don't know, is there a difference between the discrimination from the Hispanic community and the discrimination from the white community? Because I know you deal with both of them when it comes to this sport. Well, it's just like with anything, it's more prevalent online. People want to come for your neck online because they can hide behind their computer. Mm. But I'm the type to pull up on people because I remember when people say stuff to me online. Mm. And that's happened to me with a lot of my peers when I was first starting. People talk greasy to me online. But boxing is niche and boxing press is very small. So we're going to run into each other. No matter what city you're in, you're going to have to come to a fight eventually. And we're going to run into each other. Mm. I stand out. I'm black. I got a lot of big curly hair. And I look like this when I go to fight. So I'm the type that keep receipts. And I pull up on people. Hey, do you remember on August 26, (laughs) 1997, you said that you don't know shit because how dare a cunt like you report on boxing what did you mean exactly by that oh my god that was just online i didn't really mean it see i'm the type to pull up so i don't get that too much anymore Mm. um with 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 black folks challenging you black men challenging you on boxing they'll do it to your face and Mm. then they'll check then you have to check them and they're like well you know um my uncle know floyd's uh, second cousin on his mama's side. And I'm like, oh, that qualifies you more than me about boxing. With other ethnicities, you know, they kind of low key with their, with their challenging. They might try to do the patronizing, like, that's so cute. You talk about boxing, then you gotta check them mm. just as hard as you check other people. 
does covering boxing like give you uh impetus to like stay in the gym and stuff too because i feel like no. watching them fools i be like just whenever i watch a boxing match i always be like i need to get in the gym man he's <laughs> like these fools in shape you know i can't even i used to when i first started out i was a gym rat like mm. i was in the gym all the time but as I got busier in life and then trying to juggle boxing with now I do entertainment media, I do MMA, I do mm. WNBA, I do a whole lot of different things. My ass is lazy as hell. <laughs> I ain't doing shit. I need a trainer. I need a nutritionist because I'm always sitting on my ass because I'm always writing or mm. I'm editing or doing things like that. So I need to get my life. I'm going to get my life <laughs> in 2017. I am. I promise. Have you? Somewhat. Have you seen, I guess because I'm on the outside looking in, have you seen a decline in just boxing as far as, like, the pay-per-views, as far as, like, people watching it on television? Um, have you seen any form of a of a decline or a resurgence? I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, twofold. It depends on who's fighting. If it's Floyd, it's always going to do big numbers. But Floyd's retired now. It's so niche, and what happens is they don't really do enough to attract a new audience, and just the level of competitiveness. There's a lot of good fighters, but they just don't develop them properly. Mm. They just do the same old, throw them in a ring, maybe send out a few tweets, and that's it. They don't have them out on the grind, like kissing babies and walking old ladies across the street, Mm. and then with social media they out acting a fool so then it gets thrown out you know there was a big story recently about the gay boxer who had to go beat somebody's ass yeah. in a philly barber shop that gets attention but that's not going to say hey, boy i need to watch boxing yeah you know it doesn't compel people to do that so when boxing does get publicity it's usually for something negative yeah we cover uh we have a sports podcast called balls deep sports and we cover um different stories and you know i now i will say our our sports uh podcast is a bit off the beaten path like yeah. we would prefer like yeah like we I would like prefer that. to cover if uh a dude got somebody pregnant and then they went back and forth on instagram Baby we, mamas. we would we would prefer to cover that story more than like breakdown golden state versus houston like you know whatever so whole control oh, i like that though you know <laughs> i have a sense of humor and right. i think that's what's made me different about stuff like on fight night I mean, I'll score some fights, but I'm not going to stick to the whole, oh, my God, Rod landed a, a decisive right hook. Yeah. Uh, I'm more like, what is this nigga wearing in the ring? What is this? <laughs> yes. I'm more of that kind of a tweeter on fight night. I, I write a little bit because there's another boxing specific that I, uh, site that I write for besides BSO. Mm-hmm. So that's the, and then on Thursday night, it was a devastating <laughs> blow. You know, that's that type of writing. But for BSO and for the sake of Twitter, right. it's more like this kid came out with some fringe that his mama had left over for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, know, what, that's what I like. I'm that person, and I think that's more of my personality. I like the humor in it because right. if I did that same old shit that everybody else is doing, that puts people to sleep. That's, that's not yeah. It it does, and as somebody on the outside looking in, I'm not even gonna lie. They need to do better for people on the East Coast. I can't stand. Yeah. I stopped watching because I was like, shit. The game. I'm not the game, Lord. The, the rounds don't start to the people I want to <laughs> see is at two a.m. I'm going to fucking bed. Yeah, exactly. That was exactly. a huge hurdle. 
uh, for a while i don't know if it's still like that but that was a huge hurdle was like you would buy a fight and then you would be so excited all day you know sometimes you know i couldn't sleep sometimes i'll force myself to take a nap so i could stay up but you know i get so excited we used to have fight parties i invite mm-hmm. people over and then like <laughs> right around midnight i just see karen like uh <laughs> you know i gotta get people out of my house at 2 a.m now you know like 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 i'm like this is just uh for the fight guys the fight is over y'all can put the beer down get get on the road let's get some yeah. water in you you know <laughs> that was like the funny get out like yeah i'm actually one of those people because we was on the east coast i root for the quick knockout so like if you knock him out in the second round i'm like oh cool everybody else mad like i ain't get my money thanks for coming out (laughs) yeah appreciate y'all y'all get the hell out my house we saw it two two rounds you know um but but yeah i'm the same way like i try to cover the funny stuff in 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 sports because i think that's i don't know that's something everybody can relate to um exactly and being knowledgeable of it it kind of pulls people in that might have been intimidated because i feel like boxing is also an intimidating like sport to a lot of people because there's so much history there's so much people mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. there's so much you know they call it the sweet science because there is so much you know uh it's almost scientific like when you look at it sometimes you're like oh man that dude's got a mean left hook this dude you know this guy drops his guard sometimes or he throws that right cross and you can get all like deep into it or you can just be like oh this nigga came to the ring and he had a sombrero on and his, me. you know so so i feel like you know it's cool to draw people in with the humor and then they kind of don't know but they're getting educated you exactly you said you cover mma and boxing what do you think mm-hmm. is the biggest difference because i know me i like boxing i don't know a lot about boxing but i kind of got into mma more because it's quicker the fights aren't as long like like and and i guess it's more physical because with boxing sometimes i understand learning the sports i understand a lot of the strategy is the leaning on the people mm. and and the slowing down i'm like this shit is boring come on y'all need to come on how long are we gonna be here to watch y'all lean on each other for eight rounds I think the biggest difference is the fans are just wild as shit because the Mm. fans are younger. It's a younger demographic. Ah, A lot of them use social media. Boxing is still an old white man sport for the Mm. most part. And MMA is a little bit more diverse. You don't have to feel like you got to wear a tux to a pay-per-view. You can wear your afflicted t-shirt or whatever bullshit you want to wear that day. And the fans are just lit. You know, they're going to have some drinks by the ring and they're not posing like boxing fans like to do so i think that younger demographic makes it a more appealing to a lot of fans today and they're you know they switch up their formula you know they kind of dana dana white does this kind of stuff with the ufc that you might want to side eye from time to time but i think they do more to include their fans and make their events just more lit boxing just sometimes it's like that girl who wears them five inch heels that she got from Fashion Nova to the club? She know her feet hurt, right? But damn shoes look good. Whereas <laughs> MMA people is more like, I'm gonna wear these J's and that's what it's gonna be. Mm. Yeah, I like the um, more people. The thing I like about the MMA is um, a loss isn't necessarily like the end all be all. Right. So they get and because of their the fighters aren't necessarily in as much control of their careers, which can be a bad thing as well. Um, they can kind of force some matchups that, you know, like you don't have a 
uh you know mayweather versus pacquiao lingering for five years because it's just like right let's just make it happen you know and if it, and if one of them loses not the end of the world they can fight again at some point or whatever i mean even with ronda rousey uh getting uh uh obliterated uh twice right. you know <laughs> it was like that thing where everyone kind of understood well she's coming back and she gotta fight this person again no mm-hmm. ducking no diving like it's it, this is it like if you can't do this then that's your ass you know but she came back and got beat up again it's like all right well she probably done in the way mm-hmm. that she wants to be you know unless because i don't think she's gonna rebuild her shit from ground up no, she got yeah Holly, hollywood's <laughs> on the phone i mean i can't even really blame her to be honest like if i had an out well, motherfuckers was like, hey, you want to be in this movie or you want to get hit in the head? I was like, uh, probably that movie, dog. You know, I don't know if you've seen the last fight, but, uh, <laughs> so, um, but, but I think that helps too with MMA is just, you know, you can lose and be okay, man. But, but it seems like with, with boxing, sometimes people treat losses like, well, then you can't possibly be a contender. You know, like I was a big fan of Winky Wright, but he took like two losses and then everybody was like, done. That's it's a wrap. I'm like, damn it, that's all we get. Like just so he can't never fight nobody uh again. We, that's it. We just he's a middle he's gonna be a middling boxer for the rest of his life. That seems so unfair, you know. Um and then uh, the it's other, just unrealistic. Yeah. You know, I mean, who hasn't taken an L at work? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I gotta quit because I took an L at work once and boxing is unrealistic when it comes to that but that's floyd's fault floyd created right. that that monster true floyd so don't never lose you think he's gonna be floyd mayweather and you know i blame floyd yeah don't blame obama blame floyd for that <laughs> um and then also um the uh the other thing i'm um, like with with like floyd being kind of the major thing i think because karen was talking about leaning on boxers and mm-hmm. being born and stuff i think um one some people attribute that to floyd being such a great defensive boxer mm, and talking okay. all that shit so a lot of people see floyd as like, like the number one name in boxing you show up mm. to watch a floyd fight mostly because people hate him right. and then you watch that motherfucker duck and dodge them punches for 12 rounds and the person can't even get close to him and he and he doesn't really knock people out mm. so it's gonna be a long fight you are gonna watch a, a long ass fight of him making somebody look stupid for the most part you know um and i think that has hurt boxing in some people's eyes because they hate him so much they really and they really want him to get knocked out <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a tough road for uh for floyd fans for sure yeah i don't have a i don't have a problem i think that dude is uh so skilled it's it's amazing like when I watch that dude fight, I'm always just like blown away by how skilled he is. It's, you know, he can't knock nobody out. I get it, you know, and I understand that's like a big, you know, motherfuckers watch Creed or whatever and they'd be like, you just gotta be knocking motherfuckers out and shit. But for me, man, I just like, yo, this, like, no matter how fucked up he is outside of that ring, when I watch him fight, I'm just always like, that dude's a, a master. I, I feel like he could fight to 60 because he just don't get hit, you know, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Floyd, too, is everybody knows that he's undefeated. Floyd is really about that life. Yeah. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. His diet is on point. Yeah, he, you know, he got the hoes and the cars and the mm-hmm. women, and he spent money on shit, but those are his vices. Right. In terms of his body and his lifestyle, he is a gym rat. Like, Bernard Hopkins is like that. 
you know, um, new kid, Gennady Golovkin, he's like that. He's about that life. He could fight right now. Been mm-hmm. partying all night. I guarantee you, after he finished partying last night, I guarantee he was in the gym this morning. Mm. Like, like hitting mitts or maybe took a run. He's just about that life. He committed his life to the sport and he lives as such. Whether you love him or hate him, right. he's about that life. And what do you think about, you know, because a lot of boxers are, once they finish boxing, they try to get into like promoting, um, you know, maybe managing other boxers. What do you think about that? Man, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anybody who's done it successfully. Like Roy, who we kicked off the show with, he, he promotes, manages, and right. with Roy, Roy just got too much going on. Roy still want to fight. I he, know. He, he on the broadcast desk. Roy just fought him last week and he won. So he think that he's still like that dude. He still think he that nigga. I'm like Roy, retire, please. I've talked to him about this a bunch of times. <laughs> then you have like, okay, so like Floyd promotes, right? And his whole stable for the most part is kind of trash, right? He only got right. like one dude who's really. I'd say legit, a kid mm-hmm. named Badu Jack. And then Oscar De La Hoya has probably been the best right. at it, but Oscar, when he get coked up, people stealing his whole company. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a gift and a curse. Sometimes the best promoters are usually people never, who never fought. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That it's funny. Cause it's like boxing is just like a lot of sports. At some point you got to retire and for a lot of yeah. people, it's at an early age, and it's like, what do you do with your life? Especially if you know your way around a ring for so long, you know, and um, especially, you know, with boxing, in a lot of cases, being like a way out for people. So it's not like you have a lot of people that have a bunch of backgrounds and other things, and they find their way to boxing. Some people, it's like, man, if it wasn't for boxing, I don't know where I'd be. Probably prison or, or some other shit, you know. So it's like, all right, you're 35 figure the rest of your life out it's like well i guess i go into this promotion shit but it just seems like um some of these cats it's like they hold on forever i mean roy roy jones be fighting in places where i'm like they must they must just not have no safety regulations to let him fight like it's you know like roy jones jr fighting in russia i'm like damn they they won't let him fight in vegas no more i think roy 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 be fighting like he got 37 cents left in his bank account and he still got a fight. Right. He's one of those kind of dudes. It's like, you can, I know HBO give you a good check. Right. He don't have no ex-wife drama. He's still married. You know, he has some little sex tape, you know, a little right. Skype drama, little pictures floating out there. <laughs> but he don't have no, I'm taking half your shit drama. Right. So there really is no reason for him to continue fighting, but he's just, you know, that fighter mentality. Roy's still mad he got knocked out. <laughs> um, all them years ago when yep. he was the man, he oh. was the man. So I think he still has that. Like I'm gonna get vindicated, and it's like nah, that's not, not gonna bro. happen. And when y'all was talking about promoters mm-hmm. and the best promoters are people that don't have anything to do with the sport, that makes sense because just like that person's life is dedicated to boxing, right. promoters' life are dedicated to doing some form of promotion. Right. So exactly. they, so they're in tap with. You know, because when you're when you're boxing, not that you're are aloof to things happening around the world, but if you really saturate yourself and, like she said, dedicate your life, it's going to be some things in the world that are literally going to pass you by because your life is dedicated to the sport itself, not right. the things kind of happening around the sport. Versus me, I'm a promoter. Guess what? I know how to 
get to the young people how to do social media how to do instagram like i know how to do all these various different things yeah also you don't know anything with venues and, right uh contracts, all kinds of shit i mean it's just interesting because i like i said it's like much like most sports retiring at 30 is something most of us will never think about because right. it's just like why the fuck what I need, I've made all the money I can make at this point in my life, and I have to allocate that shit for the rest of my life without earning another stream of income. So it's like, you gotta do something. And most of the time, you know, it's gonna be something around what you've been doing. So you got announcers, promoters, management. Like, it's just hard to, I just always wonder what's gonna happen with those dudes. Um, it's, all, it's, it's the money. You know, they get a lot of money. A lot of these kids, like what happened to a lot of basketball players, a lot of these dudes, Boxing's still a poor man's sport. Right. And they come up on all this money real, real quick. First thing they do, what they do? Get some new bitches, get yep. some cars, get some chains. And then, oh, where the money go? Before you get the check, you got to pay your trainer, your manager, your cut men, your promoter, mm-hmm. the taxes, mm-hmm. depending on where you fight. And you probably got like 37 cents when you finish. Right. And then you're going to take 30 of them 37 cents to go get Becky with the good hair. Right. So... I mean, I think where they fail, and, you know, they've been doing that in the NBA when they do those, uh, like, 30 for 30 shows yeah. where they show how they went broke and stuff. They don't <clears throat> teach them nothing. But, you know, shady right. promoters, they out there scamming. They don't give a shit about that. Yep. You know? You gotta have some good folks around you. But, unfortunately, because most fighters, no matter what color they are, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, they from the hood, they poor. That's why they started right. fighting, because they was getting right. jacked up as kids. They don't know nothing about no money management. <laughs> right. So, that, that's always funny too when people like blame the athletes for losing money and they, I'm like, but when you hear the story, it's always like some white person involved or so, like somebody that like they trusted that most of us don't have the wherewithal to know whether to trust that person or not. You right. know, where it's like, oh, I let my uncle manage my money. I'm like, well, damn. I mean, does your uncle have a background? When you, in when you 17, like, you know what I'm saying? Your uncle been in your life for all, you know, driving you back and forth. It's, it's probably God. unfathomable to you at that age that this nigga would do some dirt like that right. until you 40 exactly. and you look at that bank account and you're like, what the fuck happened to the money? You know, it's that kind of shit that, you know, and, and like like you said, obviously you're going to spend and floss and stuff, but it's almost unfair to think that, like, somebody at 20 is going to take all their money and put it in, like, a 401k. Like, very few people in the world have that kind of discipline. Most people are like, oh, I got matching money? You know what I mean? Like, well, let me get in a mansion, you know? Right, and, and the thing <laughs> is, it's not unless you have somebody, and even if you do, you're dumb, and you think you're going to live forever at that age. So even yeah. if you do got somebody that's like, hey, you might want to save up to your money unless you are smart enough and actually intelligent enough to be like, you know what, you're right. You're still going to blow the money anyway. Well, let's talk about something positive, okay, guys? Let's, let's, let's do it. Jay, what you looking forward to in boxing coming up? Like, what, any matches, any, you know, like, in, any events happening? Uh, you think Floyd coming out of retirement? Like, what you what you looking forward to? Remy versus Nikki. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to, I'm going to New York in a few weeks. There's a good fight going on out there between um, this guy, Gennady Golovkin versus Danny Jacobs, who's from Brooklyn. So I always love going to New York for a fight in New York because that's the fight. That's the original fight, capital of the world, because it's at the Garden. So I love going to New York for a fight. I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, there's this dude from uh, London named Anthony Joshua, a big heavyweight. 
And I always enjoy when he's fighting. He's fighting Klitschko in April. Mm. But I want to see him fight Deontay Wilder, who fought last night. So hopefully the sooner than the later those two can get together in the ring. But for now, oh, and then there's a good fight. Danny Danny Garcia is going to fight Keith Thurman. That fight's coming up pretty soon. That's going to be a real cool fight. But I'm not going to that fight. That fight's in New York. I'm actually going to watch that fight at Michael J. White's house. I invited myself to his house, to Swan's house. When I interviewed him the other day on the red carpet, his wife was like, you know, we have a fight party because, um, you know, we make gumbo. And I'm Korean. I'm like, I I could come. Now how you gonna now how you gonna say spawn and not black dynamite? I feel like it was slight shade. Yeah, you gotta Why we gotta get yeah we, we gotta we gotta give him the good movie because uh, spawn was terrible. I was I, Michael Aww. John White. If you listen, I'm sorry, bro. That you stole five dollars from your boy, and uh, <laughs> I really I really was hurt by by that movie. But uh, but nah, that um that's so dope, man. Um. And then, you know, with all, like, traveling and stuff and getting to interview people, like, y'all have a whole YouTube channel where y'all, you know, interview people, and you guys, uh, uh, I'll have it in the show notes for you, but, like, I was looking at some of the interviews on there, like, it's, it seemed like a, a, like a, a cool gig. Did you imagine yourself doing this when you started, you know, Bad Culture, or when you were tweeting about boxing back then? I would have never thought that. I was working in HR. Like, my background is in in public sector HR. And I knew I liked people. And I knew I liked talking to people. But I don't really like to write. I mean, I can do it somewhat coherently. Mm. But I'm not just one of them burning passion like, oh, my God, I've got to get this thing piece together, like, tonight. (laughs) I'm just not that person. And I just, it kind of just unfolded. in a way that I just never would have expected. It just started with, well, let me just see. I'm going to go to a fight. I remember going to a fight, my first one, and being scared to talk to people. What the hell? I'm scared to talk to people. (laughs) At the time, my boyfriend at the time, who actually encouraged me to write, who is a media boxing community member, but in a different city now, Mm -hmm. he was like, you know, just get out there. If they try to come for you, you come for them. What you, what you scared for, you know, not give you up. What you scared for? (laughs) So, um, it just started with that. And so to look now and even I wasn't podcasting it. And then fast forward to now to some of the crazy shit that I say to boxers, (laughs) I'm glad I feel comfortable now to just truly be myself and not try to be this fake ass, trying to act like Jim Lampley or right. try to be too tight with it because that's just not who I am. Yeah, and that's... so it took a while to get that comfortable, but no, I, I never envisioned it would go from that to even to the entertainment stuff. I never would have envisioned that we got there. Entertainment media, that's a whole nother beast. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I never envisioned it would go this way. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful, man. Really. You know, like just uh thinking about some of the places because i you know if you go old school back on twitter it's like i remember when like people was putting their news on the timeline willingly like it wasn't like you got exposed it's just like look at my titties y'all everybody like it was if twitter felt that small Mm -hmm. 
compared to now where it's like i feel like everybody's become like you know brands almost right you know people like deleting they whole all they tweets and changing their twitter handle and and, like oh you got a hundred tweets wait a minute you had almost a million right right (laughs) like it's you know like you gotta go to the library Mm -hmm. of congress to get receipts now because (laughs) shit is so real out here but it's actually one of my receipts the other day i'm like oh shit I don't think I'm nowhere near important enough that you need to go check my receipts, but I just be buck wild on Twitter. Right. You know, when you don't have nothing to worry about because it wasn't my name. Mm-hmm. And I think my name stands out. Ain't going to be too many people in, you, in the world named Jondra LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. And so somebody pulled out a receipt on me from like 2010. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but no man fuck it if they want it they man if you come at the king you better not miss right. I don't fuck. you can go check my receipts i don't care but it's, it's kind of dope though watching people develop i think people don't have enough appreciation for it because i think True. um like we watch people grow you know and there's there's something beautiful in it um if people would stop being so petty to be like look what you had said in 2008 though it's like okay like that was 2008 like shit has changed we had a you know a lot has changed in them nine years dog can i get can i get some credit are you the same person no (laughs) okay what are we talking about here yeah it's a tough grind. You know, I think once you start, when you get into a certain groove, and I know you guys know the same thing as you've watched your podcast grow and kind of morph into what it is now. And when you're good at something, people think it's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so. not easy. People don't realize how much work is going on. You know, we, I, we got the jokes and stuff on Twitter. It is a commitment. It is a life. It is a grind. Yeah. Like any, it's not just you do it when you feel like it. You got to do it when you don't feel like it. You, it's, you gotta, you gotta commit to it. It's not, it looked dope. Like I look at some of the people hit me up when they see some of the pictures. If I interview like a bigger person, they're like, mm. oh shit, let me pick your brain. Mm. Hell no. Nah. You can't pick my brain. <laughs> not for free. I don't blame And we can consult. It's <laughs> right. a lot of work that goes into getting to this. I don't respond. Don't, don't ever, ever slide in my DMs with no damn, let me pick your brain. Nah. Right. Let That's me pick word. your wallet and then you can pick my brain. <laughs> You know the other thing too I um that I love about uh your story is that um that 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 intimidation in the first like time you show up and there is a like I'm not supposed to be here why would they want to why would they care what I got to say uh well right. I mean I'm just going to ask them what everybody else asks there's like that but it's it's really like you have to take that belonging feeling for mm-hmm. yourself like you had to go in there and be like I've earned the right to be here and i'm going to show them that my perspective is different um and i think especially with black women with women of color um you know considering like they're not in the room in a lot of these cases and it and it shows like in the way media portrays things and the the questions that go unasked when there's certain shit that comes up and 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 it's like uh imposter syndrome like creeps in to make you feel like i don't know if we're supposed to but but it's so real like i i know that uh you know we've gone places and like been to conventions and stuff i've had that feeling a little bit like oh what am i just gonna walk up to this person and be like well what about this you know what i mean but you really don't know and it's honestly it's one of the things that white people sort of excel at with all that privilege and shit and their like lack of with their lack of consideration for other people it kind of aids them in those in that in that way you know like i don't think there's a tmz 
um if there's not if it's not for white people feeling real fucking comfortable asking people questions they have no business knowing you know what i mean but it took that and it kind of sparked like a lot of shit off of that so it's you know it's Mm -hmm. it's beautiful like i say it's something beautiful about this idea of like going in there and taking your space because you know i really Mm -hmm. think that's dope jay even even now it's like when you go into the room, there's always a stereotype when you're a black woman that you are angry black woman. Mm-hmm. And so if you put any type of authority or any base in your voice uh, in wanting to ask the question that you want to ask, even if, it's a, even if it's the question that everybody wants asked, mm-hmm. if I ask it, damn, what's wrong with her? Why is she <laughs> so mad? Why sister so mad all the time? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just ask the exact same question that you asked. Now, if I ask you with any authority, it's the angry black woman. If I try to say it's sweet and coquettish, it's like, what is this dumb hoe about to ask? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a crazy fine line that you have to walk as a black woman in media. Other sports do it so much better. You know, you see the NBA and NFL got sisters on the sideline, on the court, and on broadcast desk, but boxing, that's just still that last bastion that mm. we haven't quite broken through. And sometimes when I talk to younger students, people who are students who are in the journalism and aren't quite sure what they want to do, they want to get into broadcast or sports or anything like that, I always tell them to start with boxing. I feel like boxing is like ground zero mm. because it's like the Wild West. There's no rhyme or reason. The media credentialing process is like, you got a camera? Cool, come through. (laughs) And Because boxing is so thirsty for coverage because it's such a small niche sport that they don't want to die that they're way looser with their guidelines on credentialing the media. As long as you put in some kind of grind that they can account for, they're going to let you in. But at the same time, when you go through the process of working in boxing media, just the intimidation factor and what you have to do to get yourself heard, oh, I feel like I can do anything. Mm. Like I'm that I've become just off of working in boxing. Now I'm that mom that goes to the school board and shows my ass, and just all the other aspects of my life where I felt some kind of pause about voicing my opinion. I'm just like, let's let's go. That's so dope. Just I've been hazed in all the things that comes with working in boxing media. So if anybody is looking to break into sports start with that sport because from that sport they have relationships a lot of athletes really love boxing Mm -hmm. and like with any business it's about relationships and so if you want to kind of break into other areas of sports i'll start with boxing because it's the easiest that's doubt what made you come into the love of sports we our household my household growing up was full of sports freaks my dad played baseball. One of my brothers ran track. One played football. I was a competitive ice skater. My mama was a cheerleader. Go figure. <laughs> and so we just always loved sports. My uncle around the corner was a heavyweight prospect. I mean, we are a sports household. Louisiana people are not Pelican fans. So what, the, I don't even, what is New Orleans team called? Anyway, we yeah, that's Laker right. fans. <laughs> you know, we just sports people we just always love 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 sports no matter what it was a, a a way for us to be together and and bond we just every a lot of things in my household revolved around sports so, so it just seemed like a natural progression that i would end up here just off of that kind of barbershop talk amongst family of what goes on in sports so is your family also because you just named all these athletes in your family um are they also the, the cliche like 
uh intimidate a dude when he come over because it sounds like you know you got boxers you got these athletes and and brothers and stuff is did, did you was that a thing for you like bring a dude home and then it's all of a sudden uh let's let's punk him no actually the most intimidating person probably was my little ass mom my little bitty <laughs> tiny mom is like about five foot two and about 120 pounds she's real small and every time i would bring somebody over she's one of them first 48 type of niggas where <laughs> i would bring somebody over and she would be like hey do you want a glass of water and then she'd give them the water and be like i got your fingerprints nigga keep it tight it was more of that. We, this is a crazy household over here. So it was never no like, I'm a buck on you because of the sports. Right. I'm a buck on you because she's like, I'm like a little chihuahua. I got your fingerprints, nigga. Chill. So it was more my mom than my dad. I just think to her taking, I just think to her taking the glass back, but with a napkin. You know what I mean? Like put the napkin on her hands, like, this is evidence now. I could call her right now and be like, do you remember that one time that, so and so came over, yeah, and I still got that nigga's fingerprint. <laughs> <laughs> she got a whole case that's just marked as evidence. That's crazy. beautiful. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into the show show, okay? We've we've talked a lot. That's I feel it. like you guys have gotten to know Jay. You guys should definitely go check out the podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, very knowledgeable. Yeah, I was listening to it this morning, uh, actually preparing for the show and uh, oh shit, I forgot to ask. How'd you meet R B? That fool RB, funny story, and I knew I was going to love her because most people, when I just can't stand them, when I first, my first encounter to them, I know they're going to end up being very dear to me. So I was just getting started in my boxing media, and she used to work for a guy named Gabe Rosado, and that's when Gabe was like a killer. He was just like killing people. I'm like, ooh, I want to interview that guy. And so uh, one of his sponsors, Karan Butler, who used to play for the NBA, owns a company called Tough Juice, and they were one of his sponsors. So I hit up Tough Juice and was like, hey, I want to get with you guy. And they're like, oh, you got to call, you got to hit this girl on Twitter, Michelle Rosado. And she would not answer my tweets. I was like, that's bitch, is crazy. <laughs> so she wouldn't answer my tweets. And then finally I got her. And, you know, we hooked it up. Gabe was great. He's great interview. They need to put him on the broadcast desk. Gabe Rosado, for y'all who don't know, he was in Creed too. He was the one that they was trying to make Italian with tattoos on his neck mm. and stuff. But um, he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> Obviously, there were no Italians available, so they put the Puerto Rican in a row. Hey, that's, first of all, I support that. That's not here nor there. I support that so, 100%. Let's take more roles from white people and give them to people of color. I like that idea. <laughs> Let's just appropriate the shit out of everything. Yeah, Creed too, baby. Let's do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just put the Puerto Rican boy on it. Let him play the Asian dude. That's yeah. all good. <laughs> so, we don't care. We don't. It don't matter. I, I got a uh, funny story about Asian appropriation with Steven Seagal the other night. But oh, anyway, so let me not be ADD. So at any rate, to, long story short, we connected. She does this event where she brings together women who work in boxing. Uh reporters, ring officials, publicists. She has a big yearly brunch where we all get together, all women, and we network and we share war stories and lick each other's wounds and kind of things. And so when she had one in Vegas, she invited me to come to it. And once I met her, it was like a love at first sight kind of thing. And we've been together. We've been rocking ever since. That's dope, man. I do that thing too, man, where like sometimes uh, there are people I don't get along with. Or our first inter, uh, it, our first uh, interaction is like an argument or something, 
and mm-hmm. you would think that means like i fucked them forever but some of those people end up becoming some of my tightest people and yeah. i have no idea why that is it's just weird okay we're gonna have to that. go back sometimes you need people who are gonna check you you know what i'm mm. saying sometimes you you don't need everybody just oh so good. yeah you yeah know, i like i think i like the honesty of it you know like i think i like the honesty of the relationship right. where it's like if this exactly. person has an issue with me at least they'll bring it up because i fucking hate a person that'll have an issue with you never bring it up and then by the time it blows up it's like you could have talked to me about this a hundred times and you chose not exactly. to i hate that shit i'd rather you i'd rather have an open line of communication where even if we bump heads we're being open karen i'm sorry exactly. what were you gonna say no, that's true. I know she was talking about her ADD kicked in, but I'm not gonna let you leave without receiving cigar a cigar story. I'm a, I'm gonna just I'm gonna give it real quick, mm-hmm. so it's real short. And uh, if people want to see pictures, I'll tweet a picture of it. So there's an event that we have out here. It's an MMA, a, a former MMA fighter named Stephen Roscoe does this big event here called Smash Global. It's the shit. That event is shit. If you are lucky enough to cover that, they allow you to stay for the event. So it's like a five course, like a really five star meal and open bar. And it's, it's just turnt. And I love doing this event every year and they honor somebody. So the honoree this year was Steven Seagal. And this was the same event that Michael J. White was at. For whatever reason, these two couldn't be on the red carpet. Now granted, they've done movies together. They couldn't be on the red carpet at the same time because they were having some kind of beef. And so the publicist is coming to the mirror. Oh my God, you know, we're going to stop it because it can't be at the same place at the same time. I'm like, oh shit, what does Spawn do to Steven Seagal or vice versa? So Steven Seagal finally shows up and he's about 137 years old, but he's got (laughs) jet black hair and he's got a big ass kimono on like memoirs of a geisha. And it is just the most ridiculous thing you ever want to see. And, you know, his lady is Asian, and it's just so, like, <laughs> what was the show? Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, where they got a cast of white actor to play the Asian guy. David like, if they don't knock this off with Steven Seagal, I'm going to tweet that picture in a little bit. And it's just the most ridiculous thing you have ever seen in your life. Please, somebody, let him go gray and let him be Caucasian like he was born. <laughs> yeah, oh, we... Rachel Dolezal ass. I remember... he, he's trans-Asian. I remember once. <laughs> I remember once. I uh, tried to watch uh, Steven Seagal like Law Officer, or whatever that show was called. It was so reality show, and with the, <laughs> it was me, uh, Chris from the same check. Uh, we were watching it together, and it was back when uh, Xbox you could have um, Netflix, Netflix watch, watch party, so you could watch uh, the thing at the same time, put on the headphones, and talk to each other. Right. And mm-hmm. we watched it, and it took within like ten minutes, and we realized that his they would have these scenes where like Steven Seagal would go, it would go into like black and white, and it would be like slow motion, and it would zoom in on certain things, and so Steven Seagal would be like the guy to point things out, right? So it's like it's some dudes walking across the street, and they turn to black and white, and then they'll cut to oh, his, they'll cut to him looking, and it's like oh look at the way he's moving he might have a weapon in his pocket oh and then it's this time of night and they're coming from a gas station and this gas station has been uh reported to be robbed several times and so they would stop and pull the people over and i'm telling you they did this like two or three times and we were like wait a minute this is only happening with black people is this motherfucker just racist is this racism vision they were just doing racism vision every fucking 10 minutes it was just another like random and some of the people were like random black people like they they there was nothing like suspicious about him it would just be like a black dude standing in front of his house and it'll do slow motion it's like steven stars looking 
it was like like the jason like the yes and then when they and when they would when they would actually talk to him because he didn't have the um authority to be like arresting anyone he didn't have the authority to have a gun it was more like a celebrity guest on the on cops basically um but because none of these people were doing anything it was just racism they just end up having friendly conversations with local black people. It's just like, oh man, I'm just sitting in front of my porch, man, you know, smoking a cigarette, you know, old lady tripping. And it's like, it, it'd be like a, a adorable conversation, but at the same time, like this started because you were racially profiling. It was, exactly. oh, Steven Seagal. See, that's how you get the, um, that's how you start with the bullshit with the George Zimmermans and the shit like that. Like, that's how it starts. They implant. Now look how old that movie is. Mm-hmm. And that's so reminiscent of stuff that happens now. They was planting it in little three-year-old George Zimmerman mind. Like, if you see the, that black dude in your neighborhood, <laughs> he ain't supposed to be there. Get you some slow-mo music and some black and white footage, and then you proceed as you will. But yeah, right. they was playing. See how they do? See to me? That's why I don't trust the media. You can't trust them, dog. I'm about to put this, I'm about to put this picture on for y'all so y'all can see it too. Uh, Jay just said it to me on Twitter, but oh my God, this is like, cultural appropriation the definition like it should oh, be yeah. oh. it's, <laughs> it's too much, it's too much. and that's not yeah. even the good i gotta go back and see if i have a better full body one but that <laughs> shogun that shogun the legend continue shit he got popping is just not oh my god Oh, it's like yeah. cos- it's like cosplay, you know what I mean? Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Oh, oh, Steven uh, Seagal. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, what video game character is he supposed <laughs> to be? Like the final <laughs> boss on Kung Fu, that video game and shit. <laughs> oh man! I mean, don't you know? Don't hurt me though, uh, Steven Seagal. I'm sure you can still fuck me up, dog. Yes, come on, nah. <laughs> old man strength is real. I'm gonna bring Michael Michael J with me. He'll be all right. Yeah, okay. Michael Jai got my back, then I'll I roll up on him. But other than that, I'm exactly. still scared. Exactly. <laughs> his movies now, <clears throat> oh man, we all off topic, but his movies yeah. now, man, when he be fighting, he moved like a approximate distance of about three feet per fight. But ah! he be fu- he'll fuck up like 20 people. It'll just be like, kaka 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 Because it's like he got so big now, he can't do all that, like, jump over the stairwell, mm-hmm. flip and roll and pull out a gun. <laughs> Steven Seagal looks like, if you see him now, it's like if John Travolta and like the penguin had a baby, it would look like Steven Seagal with like the gut and the jet black hair and the, and the, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. It's come bad. On but hey, you know what? Nah, nah, I'm a roast Steven because he didn't talk to no media. How you the honoree? You ain't talking to nobody. What? You don't get to just wow. walk in. You don't get to just walk in. We want to ask some questions. But low-key, I'm glad I kind of got mixed up for a second. I was thinking about John Claude and Dam, And I go, oh, I'm going to ask him about doing the splits between the two chairs. And they were like, yo, no, 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 no. That wasn't him. That was the other dude. <laughs> yeah, people used to get them confused. All right, here we go, guys. <clears throat> So this is the Black Out Tips podcast. Of course, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Search the Black Out Tips. Leave us five star reviews. If we like them, we'll read them on the show. Um, and if we don't like them, we'll pretend that it never happened. Right. The <laughs> official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport, football. And bullet ball, extreme. Uh, and uh, no sponsor for today's podcast. Let's get straight into. 
the main event um so i guess the number one news that everybody wants to talk about um Remy mine uh Nicki minaj got beef y'all what happened <laughs> yeah and i oh. see this is the beautiful part of the podcast i was involved in this at from like as soon as i heard about it oh, you know and karen was over there playing video games all day so she yes, don't even I know was. what happened but um <clears throat> essentially what happened was uh nick minaj put out a song with gucci Mane um called uh let me scroll up to it. actually i can play it it's okay. called make love yeah because you know i ain't heard it all right so i'm gonna play it for everybody i'm gonna get to her verse right mm-hmm. uh and the verse is essentially about she's rapping about some random rapper woman who thinks she the queen of hip-hop and needs you know she's like basically saying bitch you'll never be me right um <laughs> now when i heard it the first because i didn't hear this till saturday morning when i was going to play basketball i was like oh shit title you know title be keeping you in the know it's like new song gucci Mane, Nicki minaj i was like i'll listen to this and i remember listening to her verse shooting around and i was like nah she not talking shit about Remy Ma. That's that's crazy. You know what I mean? But there's really no other woman in rap right now that's like, quote unquote, calling herself the queen of rap, challenging the throne. Mm-hmm. Like Iggy Azalea's not around. Mm-hmm. Um, Azalea Ooh. Banks, nobody cares about her really. Mm-hmm. Not unless she's doing some fuck shit online. Yeah. Right. Um, and some of these bars, they sound real fucking specific to Remy's life. So all right, here, here we go. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. Uh, I'm gonna skip past Gucci's part. Sorry, sorry, Gucci. No, no offense, dog. I just it don't got nothing to do with the beat. Women meditate. No, no. Alright, here you go. I wanna make love, love, love. She say the money make her wanna make love. Talking housewives, but I'm in the Porsche. First I'm a scorcher, then I'm a torture, then I'm a torture, huh? Then I'm a offer. A million dollars for a show they make they offer. Go against Nikki, it's gon' cost ya. Cause now it's fuck ya. In the course, yeah. I rap queens, but listen to a bunch of nods. I'm a yes, and these bitches is a bunch of nods. Trying to win a gunfight with a bunch of knobs. I win, get off the bench and give a bunch of fives. I don't see ya, bitch, I'm the greatest. No Kendrick and no Sia. I'm the iPhone, you the Nokia. Everybody know you jealous, bitch, it's so clear. Tell them bum ass bitches to play they role. She see my sexy ass every time she scroll. I got it in the can. Go, your career gon' be with Anna Nicole. Bitch, your dumb ass face. She ain't eating, but I swear she got some bum ass taste. Text her man like, dog, how that bum ass taste? Pay your rent. Stay in your bum ass place. Oh, oh, you the quickie, the queen of this here. One platinum plaque, I won't flop, bitch. Where? Where? Ah, I took two bars off just to laugh. You see, silly rabbit, to be the queen of rap, you gotta sell records. You 
your test alright so <laughs> a lot of those bars you know especially about the sales um felt kind of hmm sound kind of like Remy uh the fact <sighs> she talked about texting her man or whatever like cause I was like maybe it's about Azalea Banks but when she said texting her man I was like ah that that's not Azalea like mm-hmm. you know she's not known for having having no man um but Remy Ma and Papoose you know they like black love hashtag relationship goals all that shit mm-hmm um and then like this has been going on for quite some time because there were like little subliminal things they had been saying for over the over the last like year or so um so uh there was one let's see there have been small subliminals here and there oh shout out to ball alert for giving us a chronology of the timeline um for for example on money showers was dropped last year remy says bitch claiming she the queen what not harley who the fuck gave you your crown bitch steve harvey but it happened oh, oh, yeah remy remy don't fuck around um yeah. but it wasn't until remy dropped the verse on fresher's wait a minute remix that people were led to think she was coming for nikki same bitches try to call me that's how i knew y'all was phony i be putting in that work taking on the church because i leave them holy will i smoke this bitch yes probably fail my piss test get rid of those fake breasts and put on a vest on this put a vest on this bitch chest oh <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. some people are like maybe it's about Lil kim you know um mm-hmm. she said that ghost writer about the caller that lifeline getting shorter rest in peace biggie smiles why the fuck they ain't warner so that was like maybe you know that shit might be about kim but then remy went on the breakfast club and was like I ain't dissing them. Uh, if I was, I would say their name. I say their kids' name, their father's name. Like, I'll, love everybody. Yeah, everybody gonna know when I'm when I'm dissing somebody. Um, so then, just played you her uh, Nikki's verse from uh, from uh, make uh, make love. I want to say that right. Yeah, make love. And um, everybody like when it came out, everybody on my timeline was like, I "Think she talking about Remy?" I was like, well, maybe not, but I don't know. It seemed really, it had some remorific qualities to these dishes. It had some, it was in the Remy Spear, you know what I'm saying? The Remy Circle, <laughs> which is honestly close enough when you fucking with the wrong person. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes, you know, you throw the bait out there and sometimes they catch it, you know, they take it. You know, it almost reminds me of the Meek Mill Drake shit. Where it's like, I feel like these niggas talking about each other and then finally, you know, Drake was like, well, fuck it then, right? Ah! Well, okay, so so that, I I feel like we were at the, they kind of talking about each other stage. Okay, but nobody really could say. Right. right. Okay. And then Remy Ma went, well, fuck it then. Ah! <laughs> uh, because Remy Ma released um, uh, a, a, a track called Sheether and Oh, that's what that is been going up and down my timeline. Yes. Okay. She first of all, this is why I love being black because black people we knew about it first. I don't even know if and when white people gonna figure this out. You know, because they don't know. I feel like white people don't really know Remy Ma like that. They don't. But black people, we definitely do. TMZ ran a story about it this morning. So once it reaches TMZ, then it's going to be, oh my God, why is she picking on Nikki like that? I love Nikki. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, that's true. Matter of fact, I got a story for that. So yes. Oh, and ain't, ain't Remy Ma on one of them morning shows? She's on 
morning mm-hmm. show she's on yeah. love and hip-hop reality show i know that for yeah, sure yeah love and hip-hop yeah. and i think she on what is that the view to seek one of them daily she's been interviewed she's not she's not a daily guest oh she? that's yes. right she was the on talk. the um the one, one that uh the girl got kicked off of yeah she replaced the, somebody oh so she I on there every day if i'm not mistaken yes what is that the talk, talk the, the okay the, the something one of them shows but she was just a guest host. I don't okay, think, I she think was she a guest host. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. Okay, because I know I've seen her on there more than once. So I was like, is she a prominent person? So she, okay, so she yeah. was subbing in for somebody. She that must have been, because I don't think they would. Okay. They, I don't think they would tie them brands together permanently. They probably scared mm-hmm. now, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so after that, um, <clears throat> Remy, uh, dropped Sheether and the picture on Twitter was a picture of, uh, Nicki Minaj Barbie doll cutting pieces with blood dripping all over it. That's what that even meant. Because I was like, what is this Barbie doll going up and down my timeline? Oh no. my God. So I was old woman, y'all. And I'm I saw sorry. it on Instagram and I went, oh, this is not good. I hadn't even heard the song. I just saw the, I just saw the picture. Was like, I, oh, I'm going to tell you when I was like, this ain't good. When I saw it was seven minutes. Because I was like, anybody <laughs> got seven minutes worth of shit on their heart about me? Save it. Don't tell me. Don't tell the world. Just let's just keep that's it to ourselves. Right, that's, that's a, a that's a long time when you rapping. That's a long ass time worth of like I don't like this motherfucker. Like, don't dissect my shit that much. Just I'm not right. worth it. Okay, just make it two minutes and put, and put it on a beat and loop in the chorus and call it a day. Like I guarantee you, I don't dislike you enough to come up with seven minutes of bars. I, I guarantee it. So please don't. Okay, but at any rate, Remy dropped this and uh, I'm about to play it. But um, my first thought was like, okay let me um see if this is as hype as a timeline now i want to preface this with, <laughs> i want to preface this with a couple things number one i've heard the you know the hip-hop caviar niggas on some like you know this isn't like the beef of 27 uh t- 1905 well, the, the hip-hop historians right. coming out yeah i, I, I backpacking purists yeah i get those niggas you know have this is not the podcast for you to be listening to um right. The one of the beautiful things about rap beef, if it's good, it's funny, and if it's bad, it's funny. That's right. another reason I like rap beef. We can always have some some fun with it. Um, yeah. The other thing I saw people being like, "Well, her album didn't sell," or "Y'all ain't gonna buy her album off of this." I ain't buy I ain't buy Nas album after either, but that either still was right. a, a good ass diss track. Like I don't know what y'all want me to say. Um, I don't. I also I know that. Uh, back to back might be a better quote-unquote song mm-hmm. like you like you can dance to it or some shit right um I, I don't give a fuck about that like I, I i thought that was a good funny diss song too and i, I enjoyed it i still jam to that yeah uh ain't no dancing to this okay oh, it's just oh, bars okay. it's no. just bars okay oh so no two-step okay right 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 so uh and i know um there are people like y'all just overhyping this and shit uh, I'm gonna be overhyping it then. Like, if that's what it is, if that's what y'all believe, then I guess I'm one of them overhyped niggas, cause I was hype as fuck the whole time. I played, I played this shit like 20 million times since yesterday, okay? So I just wanna preface all this. Oh, and then the last thing, um, you can, there's a time for woke and there's a time for jokes, and it's joke time, because yes, she was slut shaming and, all this other shit that I'm sure is just terrible, but it's rap beef and none of that shit counts. 
yeah like it's rap beef and so you know nobody's hold when we when we, when we yeah yeah like rap beef We're is not trying to be politically correct some very in, yeah exactly it's some very politically incorrect shit that's about to be said so uh i just want to preface that to avoid any and all emails voicemails comments about that kind of shit because um i'm definitely not gonna want to hear it uh oh wait i think jay got disconnected i'll wait for her to reconnect before i play it but no yeah because i've already seen the like well what about this and i'm like Mm-mm. see everybody ain't gonna be like drake be trying to keep it cute and clean some people gonna be like nope yeah well even with drake he had some lines he that quote-unquote problematic you know right like shout out to my wife to my boss bitches wife and niggas and shit like that <laughs> like i love those lines because it's not politically correct so it's like mm-hmm. it's like watching a roast but coming to the roast and being like they were talking about race they were talking they called this woman a cunt three but times I, woo, it was a lot you're like you shouldn't have bought a ticket to the roast all right exactly so now let's get started with that in mind all right it's called sheether free money <laughs> you know what free money you free Remy? Wait, this the unedited version? Hold on, let me get the the, the the not edited version. What was this? Why would you even put that on that title? Mm-mm-mm. Why why would you even edit it? Right. Like it's I don't, I, I don't <laughs> like edited version. It always reminds me what? of TNT. Who the person that's like, I wanna hear this this song, but I don't wanna hear none of these insults. Right. <laughs> right. Just take you gotta take this L in full with all cuss words. All right. slut shaming and all things right. involved, and the drugs and the yeah. ass shots and everything. Right, I was they do it. They take all the niggas, all the bitches, all the hoes. Everybody, come on, out there. All right, here we go. <laughs> Free money. You know what? Yeah, and I love how it starts. It starts with Nicki Minaj talking about Free Remy. You she know. just sound fake. Right. It sounds. It's. It's really sound like, hey, girl. You know, mm-hmm. it sound like that now that you know that she ain't really like her this whole time. Free Remy. Right. Fuck you, Free Remy. Old oh, school. She is from New York and she did just get out the bing. So okay. it is. Yeah. You know, I will say this too. Um, uh, this is the most like New York versus New York ass beef possible like i love that yeah that's so old school are you dumb you a pink diamond chicken wing chain are you dumb you had a- that was the moment where i stopped it when got i went and got some wine and came back because i was like there's <laughs> no fucking way she she's really going there already 15 seconds in when you know what you went and got some wine i went and got my earphones i'm like let me just hit play on the computer yeah i heard that i said oh 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 the baby's in here put my earphones in i looked around like i, I was gonna get in trouble for listening to that she, <laughs> you <laughs> a, be here? she said you a pink diamond chicken wing chain are you dumb and i felt like you know what i started feeling bad for her kids because i was like what mm-hmm. when women my kids i bet they gonna get so many a's this semester because there's no fucking up in that house you know what i mean that's right Whew. that's right 
Are you dumb? You a pink diamond chicken wing chain. Are you dumb? You had a leopard beehive on your head. Are you dumb? Are you forgetting that I pressed you before, bitch? Fuck Nicki Minaj. Fuck with your soul like she does. You ain't the queen, I'll show you. Life on your ass and belly. I prove you lost and ready. They told you your whole career, I come home and kill you, right? I told you I wasn't talking about your dumb ass and look stupid. You literally got a dumb ass talking crazy. And we all know that you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. Let's be honest. You stole that line about bitches being your sons. How you take my 09 jail tweet and run? Talking about bringing knives to a fight with guns. When the only shot you ever took was in your buns. And I saw him meet that all-star. He told me your ass dropped. He couldn't fuck you for three months because your ass dropped. Now, now I felt bad for Meek right there. Because he confided in Remy as a friend and a confidant you know and we now know that he out here telling telling all nikki business out of school so and that must have been when they was together or something you know it's kind of brilliant because meek takes so many l's in life let's just sever this relationship yeah, now because i don't yeah. even want to be looped in a him. lot of so l's he, he, he was I mean, running his mouth again so let so just so he's clear we ain't friends like that but thank you for the info right yeah he taking the l's he taking the l's with the stairs yeah, yeah. He ta- he, i mean everywhere he go i mean he just taking he can't the even L's. smile like i feel like he started smiling when he first heard this like good she getting her and then she's like meek told me he's like fuck Back to the memes. Taking an L's for this too. <laughs> they was memeing. Right. They was memeing his ass up. They memed his face on that dude with the phone. Like, oh, with, they, the, with the shirt. Yes, the one. <laughs> yeah, they memed him. And the one where um where Raphael the Ninja Turtle is in a trench coat in the alley, they was like this meek like. Yeah, that's my favorite one when the dude he looks so seriously on the phone like shit. I'ma call y'all niggas in. I said, damn meek, you can't oh, win okay. even when someone doing your work for you. You can't win. Ah, mm. Meek ain't never gonna win. You can't win. <laughs> he ain't never gonna win. Mm-mm. Atlanta Falcons. I don't think I understand how bad her ass got. The implants that she had put in her ass pop. I was like, damn, 90 days and you couldn't have box. Did she at least compensate? Start giving you mad top. Her name Menard, right? She ain't throw you some bad thoughts. He said, nah, that's when I knew you was really a trash bop. So basically, she was like, her ass plant, uh, implants busted. And so they couldn't have sex for three months. So she was like, well, did she at least like suck your dick? Cause you know, she always talking about how like, sexy like you know she's always like super like i'll fuck anybody and she was like nope and then he was uh she was like well did she send you some women to have sex with you so she is Nicki minaj obviously minaj you know get some women involved in this and she was he was like no and she was like that's when i knew this nigga was fake as fuck oh mm-hmm. yep i remember i remember the picture when her ass was all jacked oh, up too in the gym man. concert Oh, man, this was a busting on stage or something. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Remy when I was upstate doom, but now that they free Remy, you don't sing the same tune. Lock me up, threw away my keys, threw away my weed, snatched me from my son, braids to the back, state green, daily news. Her career's over. She was kind of stupid, but you saw opportunity because you were opportunist. Left your day one because you heard he was on some cheap shit, then got with the dude that told you on some creep shit. But what happened to Omika? Nah, on some G shit. Left him and took a pic with the dude he had beef with, and we all know. Yeah, so that was after she left Meat Mill. She took a picture with Drake like a couple of days later, posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this, by the way, this is also the disadvantage of 
a nigga did a bid and they got beef with you while you've been living your life because it's like seven years hmm. worth of shit that she can just pull from from Nicki minaj's life what you gonna say about remy you went to jail you know what i mean right. ain't nothing to say it was the beef that you started pillow talking out of your ass this bitch retarded now you gotta die you dearly departed bloodbath when i catch you a real red carpet now what i'ma do i'ma just stick to the facts bitch so scared of my future got this bitch going backwards been through mad fools you disloyal you hoochie now all of a sudden you back with drake and tucci after you said you sucked his dick you back with gucci who next pup deb or fidgy you an a-list groupie and to be the queen of rap you gotta actually rap the whole industry know that your shit is a rap no to be the queen of rap you can't have a ghost writer and that's why this is my house flow writer niggas done seen drake penning wayne penning and since your first boyfriend left bitch ain't winning you an internet troll a web browser i'm sorry you can't get an online without safari mentioning guns you pussy galore james bond only time you touch the triggers when you fuck trace songs so she's essentially just going through the roster of niggas she's allegedly fucked um, it's, it's saying basically the reason that you're even on is because you fuck these dudes, they write for you, and you don't write your own shit, and then that's how you, you know, came up in the industry, and that's why you ain't been shit since Safari left, and <clears throat> now you back with Wayne and and uh, Gucci and 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 um, and Drake and them, but it's because you know, like how you gonna get back with Gucci when he said you sucked his dick, like you shouldn't even be fucking with him, so. You cheated on your man with Ebro. I might leak the footage of you sniffing them ski slopes. They gassing you. Now, when she said that shit about Ebro, I was like, so how Ebro explaining this to his wife? Because. Yeah. <laughs> I know this dragging was everybody into the beef. Uh, Ebro's a, a radio show host. Okay. Yeah. I was like, how you gonna explain that, dog? Like, damn, Remy Savage. She's. She over here like, I, that's the security of she know her man ain't fucking nobody else, so she just out here like, and that's why you fuck this nigga too. She ain't worried about no papoose was fucking around bars. We've all seen. Papoose dead to stay. Nah. Yeah, we've seen his that dedication. nowhere. Right. <laughs> that nigga's so dedicated. I think she wrote this while sitting on his face. That's how dedicated ah! I feel like. <laughs> Somebody tweeted the funniest thing. They said, these two battle rap is foreplay. Yes. So. <laughs> You know I feel like they, they they stay ready with some bars. He probably right. got some bars right now. He just waiting for somebody to say like, and then Pap, he's like, oh, no, nah, right. nah. <laughs> draft, sin, sin, sin. Mm-hmm. They already drafted up black love, the black love freestyle. He gonna it's gonna all be about how much he love his woman, man. Oh, all right. Back, back to the bars. What? But you been on E though. Pills and potions. Yup, you been on E ho. Got your ghost writers back. So you think you lit? Rimbalushi. I'm a ghostbuster, bitch. I'm supposed to be scared because you brought your Barbie chain back. I revert to Annie. Yup, you'll get your Barbie chain gap. Try to front in February. Catch you in that May back. Show you how to use your name. You be using your name back. I'm saying, how you mix Nikki with a Minaj? I'm a pop this bitch. Put 
Nikki in the garage. I'm getting money like Nikki Bonds. I'm the big homie. I responded in less than 48 hours. Nick knows he getting close like Nick Jonas. Gripping the gauge and blaze off. Face off, bitch. Nicholas Cage, you animated like Nickelodeon. You fake bitch. Only the kids believe in you. You Saint Nick. Now when I shoot Nick at night, they won't understand it. I'm wildin' out. About to hit Nick with the cannon. How are you on the VMAs acting like you hood? Way across the stage. Hold up. So all I love the way she used all them nicks. Like I just saying, you don't even use your name right. And then she went and made uh allegories with every Nick, like Nick Nolte, Nick Cannon, Nick Jonas, Saint Nick. I was like, nigga. Remy got bars, man. <laughs> like it's some people, like you know, people was trying to be on some like, well, her album ain't selling. I'm like, I, I feel you. And if I was Nikki, I would definitely talk shit about her album not selling if I said something back. Uh, right. Also, if I was Nikki, I wouldn't say anything back. Mm-hmm. But, um, but um, the thing, the thing is, like, there's some people that got just. It's like how um, some niggas could be in a dunk contest, but they're not gonna be all stars. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. Remy, a right. nigga, I don't want to battle rap. I don't want to do disses back and forth with man. And I and some people were like dissing her delivery, like it's not hype enough. But I kind of liked her delivery because it sounded like a black mom being like, "I don't want to come up to that school and show my ass." Like the whole yeah, tone. That, that's how they. That's <laughs> yeah. how they eat the beat goes yeah. when she walk into the schoolroom, uh, and looking looking at you with the teachers, and all of a sudden. The baby look up and everybody else disappeared, just you and her. Like it and felt this like the conversation a, you have it at school. It felt like a threat or dressing down as opposed to like a I'm gonna be super animated. Like I don't know which of the seven voices Nikki's gonna respond with. You know what I mean? But like you can't animate your way out of this. Like mm-hmm. she was keeping it real factual and calm and going down a list of shit just dissecting this person as opposed to just like and i'm gonna kill this nigga and all that shit which i mean it has its place but i prefer the way she did this it just felt so fucking authentic like i feel like she picked up a phone and called nikki and she was just saying this shit for seven minutes and then hung up you know Mm-hmm. that's that don't, don't you when your mama come up close to you and pinch you mm-hmm. and say say something say, say it right say something and i'm gonna really embarrass you it, yeah it, like, it felt like you lucky i'm still on parole because i'm not gonna get right. too hype okay like i'm just gonna call you and warn you this is still a, you think it's a threat but it's still a warning okay you i haven't know. i feel like she still got a whole other diss track somewhere I, hoping uh nick onika said something Oh, she does, and all her kids looked at each other. Well, you, well, you know, mama, you know, mama did a diss trap, y'all. But be sure y'all graze up, y'all know. Big mm-hmm. terms is coming out, y'all know, mama. This ain't the time to come home with no B's, Mm-mm. C's, and D's. Because they was like, look, you know? I, look, look, I don't want to be on next diss rap album right. by my algebra. No, thank you, mama. Are you dumb? Like, no, no, mom, no, mom. I'm not dumb. I'm, I'm smart. Mm-mm. Her right. kids know what it is. She, she didn't want to put them on on the Love and Hip Hop show. Yeah, like, look. I ain't putting y'all on. You gonna ha- you ain't embarrassing me. And she loved them. <laughs> True. She don't love us. <laughs> she, don't love us. <laughs> she don't be having papoose on the album. She don't love us. She love him. <laughs> All right, back to these bars. Talking about my was good. That's Hannah Montana. Oh wait, hold up, hold up. This. All right, this is my favorite line of the whole disc coming up. Okay, and it's the most like PG of the lines but I, I feel like it's gonna stick with me forever because it's so funny to me all right 
I'm wildin' out, bout to hit Nick with the cannon. How are you on the VMAs acting like you hood? Way across the stage talking about Mighty was good. That's Hannah Montana. She was always happy. That shit made me laugh so hard because it's such a it like it like because i remember when that shit happened being like and dissecting like you know molly cyrus and that white privilege and like looking at this black woman and doing this and the other to her and it's fucked up and white women getting together her and taylor swift and remy really just like completely um <laughs> obliterated everything by just being like that's hannah montana like that's it's not even that fucking serious the fuck like why are you attacking that little girl it felt right. so like you such a domineering physical presence of an mc and you sitting up here beefing with fucking hannah montana it's and mickey mouse it's so brilliant she that's hannah montana she that's was always happy oh god damn it that's just straight black mama beef just mm, stop just, hitting your little brother right hey. you, you you mad about that's hannah montana what's wrong with you how are you on the VMAs acting like you hood? Way across the stage talking about Miley was good. That's Hannah Montana. She was always happy. You only fronted on Mariah because Mariah don't carry. Tried to disrespect Taylor because Taylor wasn't swift enough. Pills, baby, dough girl. Bring me pick the biscuit up and jealous. But she was happy when they took me. Best thing ever happened to you is when they booked me. You said you never fuck Wayne. How stupid I look, be. Get the picture, I'll expose you. I'm kind of a bully. You named yourself Nicky Lewinsky, the mind of a rookie. Cause you was sucking his dick and now he tired of your nookie. You claim you never fucked Drake. Now that's where you took me. You fucked the whole empire. Who you trying to be cookie? Boogie down Bronx. I come out of the boogie to let you know. Real bitches never lie on their pussy. And stop talking numbers. You signed a 360 deal. Okay, now what she about to do. This, <sighs> this is akin to like when Jay-Z and TakeOver was like, and I know who I paid dog searchlight publishing where, where it's like it, it like this felt the uh it's not the most cruel but it was the most like I'm dissecting whatever response you can have because if because obviously nigga and I should respond with I sold more albums than you but she's about to break it down to where it's like it don't matter you sold more albums than me you're not getting enough money to compete with me so all right I think this is brilliant. It's like chess. She's never lie on the pussy and stop talking numbers. You signed a 360 deal through Young Money, through Cash Money, through Republic, which means your money go through five niggas before you touch it. Any videos, promotions come out of your budget. Endorsements, touring merchandise, they finger fuck it. You make like 35 cents off of each ducket. I own my master's, bitch, independent. So for every sale I do, you gotta do like 10. Stop comparing yourself to Jay, you not like him. You a motherfucking worker, not a boss like Grim. You're done. Them pop chicks ain't get the news yet. Bitch, I pop chicks, yeah, and I'm the new vet. I kill rappers, and you good as dead, bitch. Talking shit about me to a deaf bitch. And usually I have sympathy for them pair. But not when you hard to hear from untreated gonorrhea. But you point your fingers at me. I'm the bad girl, and she the one out here misleading the black girls. All these fake asses influenced by that girl. Dying from bot surgeries with a sad world. But before the butt job, you was a SpongeBob. Nigga. Well, damn. <laughs> God damn. Before the butt job, you was a SpongeBob. Nigga. 
Oh, she is so lucky remy didn't take the time to how just he, how he taking how he get random shots she well you know he she if you've seen the pictures of nikki before the surgeries she was very spongebobish is the point nasa tall yeah it NASA was very tall. very squarish squarish um it's just it's just such a dissection of somebody and i don't even know who the deaf bitch she's talking about like when she said foxy Brown. Foxy, yeah, oh shit that is right oh mm-hmm. nigga foxy done caught it she had beef with foxy brown and i think back then she said something like why i'm arguing with this bitch she can't hear me anyway oh nigga just fucking with the wrong people man you just can't do it. You can't fuck Remy with the wrong time. people. I mean, uh, Remy had time. When you locked down for seven years, you got time to remember old shit. Yeah, you and you don't time. care. You know what I mean? Like, she don't got nothing to lose. It's like, what? Oh, God. Alright. It's almost done. Sucking cops for records, captain of the cum squad. And I got a few words for the moms of the young bobs. Guess who supports a child molester? Nicki Minaj. Minaj. Nigga. Nigga. Man. I thought some things were Facts. safe. This, you know what I mean? Like, I remember us covering this on the show where I was like, yo, that's a hard spot to be in. Right. Where it's your brother who's a child, who's accused of being a pedophile. Your family is saying he ain't do it. And you the only nigga in the family with the money to pay his million dollar bill or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know everybody in her family was like, you gotta, you gotta get your brother out. And I said, I remember on the show being like, yeah, that's gonna come back up you know what i mean like well i'm like i get that it's a tough situation and i lord knows i can't imagine it like i can't imagine like my brother's accused of something heinous and i'm the only nigga in the family that can help this nigga and i'm like eh, did he do it i mean maybe he need to stay in there like your mama ain't trying to hear that no like your family ain't trying to hear none of that shit uh i was like that's such a tough spot but i just thought like well i guess people just ain't gonna talk about it it seemed like it went away um i think his his trial's coming up even um in a week or two and it still felt like people weren't talking about it but leave it to remy because mm-hmm. remy will talk about <laughs> it he was like you put your money on it yeah she you know she talking about the she i love how she started with the the young barbs like the kids that look exactly. up to nikki so it's like listen i got a message for all y'all moms and y'all with your daughters that look up to nikki minaj guess who support this pedophile yeah yeah your hero SpongeBob, sucking cops for records, captain of the cum squad. And I got a few words for the moms of the young bobs. Guess who supports a child molester? Nicki Minaj, do you pay for your brother's wedding? That's hella foul. How you spend money to support a pedophile? He a walking dead man sending threats to him. I guess that's why they call you Barbie. You is next to kin. Talking about your money long and your foreign sick. Why you ain't help your bro how this come from foreign sticks? You probably... <laughs> You talking about your money's long and your foreign sick. Why you ain't help your brother hide his come from forensics? What? It's also kind of like, make up your mind, Remy. You said not to help. Now you saying to help. I don't understand. I just like, <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. She like 
first of all you shouldn't have helped her then you helped her you ain't helping right you paying for a wedding but not head paying a cover of his crime you just you just doing everything wrong Nicki minaj you're doing everything wrong mm, mm, mm. oh man all right <laughs> i'm somewhere overseas foreign sick thought you could fuck with me by foreign stick meek drink safari i see many of your pants we call that jelani get it see many of your pants uh I got trigger fingers, you got bitter fingers. Yeah, you must think you Drake and I'm Twitter fingers. VH1, watch this. You just got body by a love and hip hop, bitch. Don't ever in your fucking life play with me. That's on the set. You tried it on the Ray Sherman record. You tried it on your little freestyle. They was both duds, just like every other one was dud. Just like this last one was a dud. But what you're not gonna do is keep subbing me. I sent a fucking headshot. Dead bitch. Will not lose. Oh God. What I learned from that. It's just embarrassing. I learned I learned a lot, okay? From that just Mm -hmm. that exchange, okay? Mm -hmm. Um I learned that Remy can return any item without a receipt way after ninety days. That's right. For sure. Life lessons. Life, Life lessons. lessons. <laughs> she don't need no receipt. She just show up and be like, I bought it from here, didn't I? And you know what? Yes, you did, ma'am. Cut right this way. Problems. Um, yeah, I it was it was a lot, man. Um I feel like she needs like if I'm Nicki Minaj, um, first of all, Karen, would you respond if you're Nicki Minaj? Mm-mm no response hell okay. no i no nope. no sometimes <laughs> you just gotta don't even tweet yeah. through it she tried to tweet through mm-hmm. it but she tweeted to the wrong person mm-hmm. out of all of that distance to your brother to your mom to your ass to your ex i'm gonna take aim at trey songs mm-hmm. trey was like i'm just trying to do a reality show what's up with that yeah like mm-hmm. now that's fucking up trigger brand by saying he didn't fuck you, you gotta leave it alone and let it marinate, okay? He don't want to confirm or deny. Gentlemen never tells, if we're being honest. Um, yeah, I think she should respond. And I think she should respond like they do with the Apollo when they don't want to get booed. She should respond with a gospel song. Oh, God. It's the only way. Oh, my God. That's all she can do. Uh, Who's gonna write it? Like? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's a tear. Come well, back, she, Kirk. Well, as soon as Drake finished writing it, writing it, you know, put it out, you know. Come back. What do you mean, Kirk? Kirk, Kirk Franklin? Franklin? No, yeah. no, no. Kirk can't be involved in this. Kirk got the chopper. He's just gonna make it worse. Kirk, Kirk, uh. Kirk will come show up and be like, "And hey, we gonna shoot this bitch, right?" You're like, "No, Kirk, no. We we no, trying Kirk, to calm it down." What's even worse is like just the punctuating on it. You got bodied by a loving hip hop bitch because everybody says they know real rappers are loving hip hop. Yep, and. You hear, and in closing, mm-hmm. the person on the franchise that doesn't have any real rappers has a real rapper on it, and that's who just bodied you. Yeah, and she dissed, and like she dissed herself a little bit, so you can't even like come back, bitch. You on love hip hop? That's what I said. You got body by a love hip hop, bitch. Uh, you went to jail. I had brought that up. I said they took my wigs, they kept me from my son. You about to brag on that? That I went to jail. Uh, well, you ain't got no sales. Well, I broke down how I own my publishing and shit, and you don't. So, you gotta sell way more than me just to be even with me. Like, it's so mad. It's such a chess move, man. I don't know how you come back unless it's a gospel song. Now, what I would personally do, um, I would call her parole officer, and I would say she's communicating <laughs> threats. Oh, I feel Lord. in danger. This is clearly a violation of parole. This was violence. And she needs to go back to jail. Uh, I am pressing charges. Uh, I think that's a smart way to handle it. 
um maybe frame her like find taxstone's gun put it in remy's you know like maybe frame her for a crime no no these ideas not okay what about this you you get a picture of papoose without his hat on and then you can you can like i don't know what's under there you know she's gonna Nobody have to does. do the like a svu move she's gonna have to put a roofie and paps drink at a bar <laughs> and put him in the bed with like two strippers and fat joe and yes. take some pictures and leak them out that's what, what you gotta, gotta do, do. have gotta put a drug and paps drink half yet yeah, have joe call up Paps so they could like we're gonna work this out this beef and then have him drug uh papoose and then you get pictures of him in the bed with some groupies or something. Now, if she can find evidence that Papoose was cheating on her for seven years, yeah, like that—that's a good comeback. The problem is, I don't think there's gonna be evidence of something that didn't happen. You gonna have to Photoshop that. Yep, that's Pap, man. Pap held her down for seven years. If Pap was cheating, that would have came out by now. Pap right. was in the house just. <sighs> I really need Remy to diss. Ah! I really need Remy to diss Trump. Like maybe he'll resign, you know, these yeah. bars, you know, <laughs> maybe you should let it go. Um uh I just oh God, man. He'll uh, be so confused, I, he'll turn out. I and feel write. so pressured. I feel like I need to buy a black love hat just so she you know. Right, I'm got I'm I'm gonna go ahead and find one. I don't know what the story is, but I clearly need a black love fitted just to keep so they can know I'm team don't I don't have no problems with Remy. Oh, uh no. she go for Trump, they're gonna be an executive order to ban all rap. Yeah, I don't oh. think Meek would take Nikki back now, uh-uh. right? Uh-uh. And he taking all the L's. This was supposed to be Black History Month, y'all. We almost made it to the end. We almost made it, you know. And here we got like- black on black violence. Yeah, like uh, Black History Month, like star, like my star drew a valid game every twenty eight days and reset. We didn't even get to the reset day. Yep. Uh yeah. Nope. Some. Some people were like, oh, she should just bring up um, that Remy, Nikki should respond to just bring up that Remy had a miscarriage. I was like, no. no. That, like, that's, Absolutely not. That's, that's how you lose. You take it a line bef- further than everyone can support you, and then you end up with people being like, um, yeah, I don't fuck with you, and you fucked this up all the way. I remember when Jay had that diss on Super Ugly, talked about leaving a condom on a baby seat and of all the shit these niggas had said that was the one where people went nope you lost the beef you went too far like at some point you have to pull back and restrain yourself and i think that miscarriage shit would be exactly that now i see we up against the break so i'm gonna go to the next session invite everybody back on screen it'll just take a minute uh we'll be right back uh jay jay you'll get the invite in a second okay all right cool 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 are you dumb Oh my god. Just that's gonna be my free Fuck Nicki Minaj. Are you dumb? You a pink diamond chicken wing chain. Are you dumb? You had a leopard beehive on your head. Are you dumb? Are you forgetting that I pressed you before, bitch? Fuck Nicki Minaj. Fuck with your soul like she the You ain't the queen, I'll show you. Like all your ass and belly. I prove you lost the ready. They told you your whole career, I come home and kill you, right? I told you I wasn't talking about your dumb ass and look stupid. You literally got a dumb ass talking crazy. And we all know that you dumb ass. You get donkey at a day. 
date. Yeah, you dumb ass. Let's be honest. You stole a line about bitches being your sons. How you take my 09 jail tweet and run? Talking about bringing knives to a fight with guns when the only shot you ever took was in your buns. And I saw him meet that all-star. He told me your ass dropped. He couldn't fuck you for three months because your ass dropped. Oh. I'm so glad that I'm not too woke or too stuck up to enjoy this because this shit good. Man, oh. I saw I saw a few woke things on Facebook. Like, oh my god, and that's the problem with women <laughs> down and blood shaming. I'm like, if y'all don't have a damn seat, knowing you listened to no Vaseline back in the day, come get on, out of here. I'm sitting on the sideline. Like Two women start fighting. I'm on the sideline hoping a titty pop out. That's all. I'm, you know, they got legitimate beef. It ain't like, um, like I just know people weren't acting like this with the, with the Drake meat meal shit. People weren't acting like, oh guys, it's so sad to see people go at each other. No, it's not. It's beef. It's fun. It's happy. Nothing gonna happen. In, well, mm-hmm. unless Nikki say the wrong thing, nothing gonna happen to nobody. You know what I mean? Now mm-hmm. I feel like, and plus everybody saying this shit would not say any of it to Remy's face. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. I think you need to. Oh, yeah. oh, shit! I'm stabbed. It's like the whole thing where it's like, oh, we need more female MCs that got bars. She giving you bars, and it's like, oh, she's being too mean. That's just too <laughs> right. Man, she's giving you bars. I take just, them bars and enjoy them. My favorite part is knowing that she came out the booth and just like dap hug papoose, and then like took their kids out to fud ruckers or something like you know that's right, so they had a good time. you know what i mean like they showed a picture of her cooking up a good ass thanksgiving dinner on the, i'm like what can't she do what can't she do everybody know uh well everybody listens to the pregame know me and justin been crushing on remy uh for a minute now uh since she came out but you know this this the new level this like this a whole new level of affection that i have for this woman she's amazing like she fucking i think she destroyed nigga and i can't think of a way for nigga to come back i just can't i'm hope i mean i wanted to because i wanted to keep going because i feel like whatever else ribby got is gonna be even worse for uh nigga like you should probably yeah, leave it alone that's why i said i would take all my collection of bobby dolls and go on about my business yeah that's right that's what i would do man i can't wait for another month when uh facebook and white people find out about this oh we could relive it again that's that's what's so wonderful about people being behind <sighs> black twitter was I'm, all I'm over old this. and behind if but it wasn't for you i'll always be late and black twitter was all over this oh and then nikki tried to pick tweet a picture of her with beyonce <laughs> the whole the whole beehive was like mm, ah, that, that that has nothing to do with us uh shout out to the beehive account that tweeted out a picture of remy with beyonce <laughs> Yes, they had receipts. <laughs> that was like Wait, she don't pick sides. Are you serious? Do you have a picture? Yeah, they they had a picture. They had a picture of them together. Like, uh, nope, oh uh, we not. Mm-hmm. It was like it was. It was say, it said something too. Like we not picking sides or something. Mm-hmm. Was, like Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> we, we they all taste the same. We ain't picking sides. Oh God. You know what? When's the last time Nikki and Beyonce have actually been together? Was it before or after the whole thing with the brother came out? Mm, you know i think it was wasn't that before because yeah like um, flawless remix time mm-hmm. all that that was before all the stuff about her brother broke mm, that's a good question <laughs> it was before yeah this is the picture the uh the beehive team tweeted out 
since we posting beyonce pics hashtag all the way up hashtag formation tour at real remy ma so <laughs> and it's her papoose and beyonce and they taking a picture together Woo! Shade. Listen. Shade. Mm-mm-mm. By the way, oh. this right here really exemplifies why Beyonce is a G. Come on. Cause of all the shit that's had, like, has, she been famous for a long ass time. It would be hard to come up with seven minutes to diss her. Like, you could probably right. find a couple incidents, but you're not gonna find seven minutes of shit. Like, Mm-mm. unless you're just gonna throw some lies in or something. Cause this shit, that, I said, no wonder she's so meticulous about her image, cause, I mean, there are Remy Miles of the world out there waiting for you to fuck up one time. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, oh, she learned that from Jay. After watching that Jay and Nas thing, she's like, nope, you won't be talking about me, not today, and not ever. I'm not doing no interviews. I'm not talking to no bloggers. Y'all nope. lucky you see pictures of Blue. The twins will probably be 21 before we see pictures of them. Mm-hmm. She's not playing it. She's, she don't have time for that and the thing is like um with the when when jay and Nas went at it that was so long ago but i feel like you know the game people have been studying this beef shit since then yeah the game has changed like you can't panic you can't throw show no signs of weakness and he was showing all kinds of signs of weakness she was tweeting uh because trey songs had um you know in the song yeah. remy alleges that she fucked trey songs which if we being honest there's a lot of women want to fuck trace Holmes. i don't even know why that was what nikki right. got hung up on was like not that so trace songs logged into twitter to be like hey man i don't know what's going on i look at my mentions it's crazy y'all bringing up tweets from like 2015 and shit yeah, this his this thing was lit he was like look i'm just over here trying to be the mr steal your girl i don't got none but mm-hmm. this other shit y'all keep the rest of they even had a tweet from um meek mill that said like damn it's like every woman fuck trey songs i gotta put that on the resume before i start dating women uh have you fucked trey songs ha 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 and that tweet was like 2015 i was like damn right. they went and found they god damn the evidence is everywhere it's just everywhere the internet is amazing it's incredible i mean but it, it, this is how savage trey is and the way that he acted it just reminded me of my youth when i wild out when uh i was trying to lie on my pussy and uh dude was like well um, just all calm about it he was like nick you don't be mad that is you'd be most... mad at the wrong person oh and retweet that my album's coming out while you at it the most like, oh, that was the savage. most fuck boyish response he could have like of all the Terrible. and for the way totally predictable for the record like all of us were like this no nikki this won't end well you should not even tweet at this nigga because he's not the kind of person that's gonna come out on twitter and be like look i ain't do this i'm not enjoying none of this uh beef I got your back, Nikki. No, he's the kind of nigga that's like, I, I want to see a ticket pop out. So he was exactly. He was on the side, like, like he put a video on, uh, I think Instagram. I think I have it here. Um, and it's only twenty six seconds. Um, but he denies hey, what's it. What's up? Just gonna give y'all my little two cents off the rip. Now that I got myself together, uh, I got respect for Nikki. Uh, me and Nikki didn't work together. I got respect for Remy. Uh, but no matter what you heard, I ain't never had sex with Nikki. I'm staying out the way. It's hip hop, it's entertainment. I'm a fan of both artists. But like I said, and I never went down with me and Nikki. So y'all kill that shit right now. I love that the number one response to his Twitter when he said that he already had did this. Um, there was a woman that tweeted, Trey Songs, I want you 
to put a tomato on my pussy and fuck me so hard it turns into ketchup oh and uh i my soul left my body for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) the savagery of that tweet i just wow uh i was like really to every tweet like this nigga just every day he tweet i can't imagine being that goddamn sexy that you could just be like hey guys just checking in they come out to my show i want you to fuck me till my teeth fall out oh jesus uh ladies but dudes better realize women are savage too and there are a lot of women that like sex and stuff Mm -hmm. like that you know it's just the fact that it ain't every nigga that most women are willing to do that for. It's a handful of, of people that the women are, women are very savage and be like, <laughs> yeah, you can fuck me, but you average ass niggas? Nah, fuck y'all. Fuck me till it turned to ketchup, though. Oh my God. I hope right, it got sugar. Right. It's a new era Teddy P. Right? Teddy P. Apparently so. Who knew? Who knew, dog? Uh, you know what's crazy? Since we've been on talking about this, I just saw something come on my timeline. Some porn star named Jenna Shea and she's verified, so she's a verified porn star. Mm. Uh, she added Nikki. I knew at Nikki Minaj pussy and head was trash when Safari bought head off a porn star at a house party for four hundred dollars while they were together. Damn. So now Remy has become the patron saint of all women who hate Nikki Minaj, and they're like, "Yeah, bitch," and then this too. So that's the Remy, other. That's the other thing that sucks about being on top all that time, quote unquote, because Nikki was pretty much unchallenged. It was. It's all, it's almost the Floyd Mayweather thing without her. Like she's not as problematic as Floyd, obviously. Da da da. But being on top and nobody coming for you, people so thirsty mm-hmm. for somebody to come for your ass that you gotta respond to. And I think Remy just like she's just big enough that you gotta respond because the diss was good enough. Everybody tweeting about it, and talking about it. It's only gonna get worse, man. It's gonna be horrible. Oh my god, man. So. uh yeah that was that was fun man um and uh yeah twitter just made it better you know um everybody was tweeting memes uh Issa Rae said nikki don't meet this up uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i loved it i love Issa Rae. we reached I the uh had to speak on it and this morning i think we officially reached the uh white women intervening moment uh somebody some white woman some white woman wrote what happened with nikki what happened with nikki minaj and remy ma twitter is only making things worse by sabina sabina bowman who is a white woman of course and don't you dare my special black negro snowflake i don't even know that they love nikki like that to be quite honest because nikki came at taylor swift and um fucking uh hannah Montana. like it ain't even that they love her it's just they love sticking their fucking business and shit that when black women is enjoying something it's like oh let me get my typewriter somebody gotta stop this you know what i mean black women like my favorite part of all this shit was black women was getting their motherfucking life the whole day like i'm like as soon as i saw her saw it come online just the, my whole timeline full of black women just like oh and then she said this and then that and let, we brought real beef back not like that meek mill drake shit you know <laughs> like, like like i was enjoying it because i was like yes yeah, it, it made me feel like like the 90s and the 2000s and shit where it's like oh somebody got this let's you know let, let's joke about it it's fun you know what i mean like nikki was panicking and shit uh, tweeting trey songs and trey songs out there like you need to be mad at remy not me and and my next album coming out yeah he responded with a t- like check out my website 
that's what you do nah. change the topic oh man i tweeted a picture of drake uh writing on piece of paper and said drake are you done with my diss song yet it was fun Aww. we was having fun man i don't understand why people got uh so angry you know i, I think the other thing nikki could do write a diss song to trey songs and then mm. only give remy half a bar at the end like and you only get half a bar fuck you nigga and try to play it mm. off that way you know yeah white women wouldn't be paying attention to this if nikki didn't have a mac line if right. she didn't have some mac cosmetics they wouldn't be paying attention That's to this say, shit even, even though she dissed them white women i think they still feel some form of a connection because she because she's to the point where she's recognizable if that makes sense quote unquote because if yeah. it was two regular ass black niggas, these white women would not care, in my opinion, and I don't think they would write these think pieces. In my opinion, yeah, they, they wouldn't no, I, put the effort in. I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you. I just think that um, when it comes to to this, white women have a different relationship because they don't have hip hop battles, right? They don't mm-hmm. have, they don't know shit about. But they have beef though, but not. But know. they don't know shit about this. No. Like this is beef mm-hmm. for entertainment for our audience, right? To them, it's an argument we have to stop why is taylor swift mad at katie perry why can't they come together it's a total different like they really don't like each other and shit with this it's like i don't like you and i'm about to air your ass out in front of everybody and everybody's like it's like a fight we're all cheering for it it's it's our culture and then you got these white people that don't know shit about our culture being like why can't everyone get along it's like because sometimes motherfuckers don't get along dog move on come on you know what i mean and the next and the next song that's going to come about it when the white women come to save Nicki Minaj, Remy's next disc record is going to be like, and when you white bras trying to champion her, she said y'all appropriate and don't mm-hmm. even like you. It'll be like some shit like right. that. Yep. That'll be the next bar. She already thinking about it, man. Just leave it alone, white ladies. It's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, this is not your battle. Just I'm, step I'm, aside. Go have you some hummus <laughs> and you know a boba or something this is not this is not yours this Don't, is not your battle you they're gonna find their way to insert themselves into it yep but you know go on to our soul cycle and yep. just sit this one yeah, out go, and watch yeah, it go you ahead and do your something. hot yoga and do a little bit of stretch and you'll be all right don't you have yeah. some pieces about michelle obama's arms or oh yeah uh serena williams in a swimsuit or beyonce's pregnancy right. to be writing i mean come on guys stay out of the rap beef all right so yeah, no this is not for you oh man so good all right uh, uh other news happened by the way i just it did yeah I just, it was mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. unrelated okay but maybe kind of related oh shit uh spoiled nyc.com just reporting that the bronx was named the most unfriendliest borough mm. i don't know <laughs> i don't know Ain't remy from the bronx remy's from the bronx yeah onika's from queens okay where they listen to nas so i don't know guys y'all tell me i'm not even gonna read the article just coincidentally same day same day um speaking of boxing uh muhammad ali's son got detained at an airport i seen this crazy i got i got a little bit of heated 100 Mm -hmm. uh the wildest part about this is remember when muhammad ali died last year and how white people were celebrating his legacy and talking about how brave he was and how much he taught them and uh he was he's dead that's why when he was alive and living but i just y'all loved him till he became mute once mm -hmm. he became mute and you couldn't hear his black ass ideas 
somebody who went to jail off of fuck you and your goddamn army. I'm not going over there. Poor people, y'all sending poor people to kill poor people in another country. I'm not taking my black ass over there and fight somebody that don't, didn't do shit to me and didn't call my black ass a nigga. No, fuck you. Something I don't want to hear. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The all lives matter crowd out here. Yeah, because cheering, he, cheering Muhammad Ali. Like, right. get the fuck out of here, man. And then, of course, his son gets detained. And I'm like, hey, this, this is the, this is the result of the cowardice that y'all have, that y'all claim. You know, we, uh, we love Ali's courage. It's y'all's cowardice that ele- enables this administration and all these people to be able to oppress somebody for being Muslim. You right. Know? Yeah. Fucking idiots, man. But yeah, they detained him for about two hours. Um, <clears throat> asked him, was he Muslim? Um, once he confirmed it, uh, he, they detained him two hours despite telling officials that he's Ali's son and a native born U.S. citizen. Um, he was still, you know, detained behind that Muslim ban shit where they were like, oh, we gotta make sure he not, uh, um, you know, a terrorist or some shit. Um, he was asked about his lineage and his name repeatedly as if that was a pre-programmed question that was part of a profile. It probably is. Right. Are you Muhammad Ali's son? Um, so it's, he said, they also said this has never happened to them before. Um, so this is new. You know, this is They're specifically it's disgusting. It's right. disgusting. They look at names and you kind of pre-flagged, and as soon as you hit a certain area, either coming or going, they might not catch you one way, but they'll catch you the opposite direction, and you start being flagged. And a lot of and what they also talk about on the low, uh, they saying tourism is dropping in our country they say people are all all over the world are saying they're not coming to america no more because they fucking don't want to be screen coming screen going fucking detained and so you have places in our country where the whole shit is nothing but tourism that's what they're Vegas hoping. is tourism exactly. you know miami florida is tourism new york city is tourism same part is tourism so you're gonna have money that these cities bank off of that y'all are basically stopping the flow of what are you going to do to replace this money that you all of, all of a sudden stop? What, what like you have no plans to replace this money. They have no plan to replace uh, Obamacare. Like they don't, right, they don't care. Don't a, they don't care. Yeah. You don't give a fuck. And all you're going to do is cause a huge ass depression. That's all you're going to do. And you give zero fucks. Yep. The um, only positive mm. out of that, there's probably no better time than to be black and travel outside of the U.S. Because mm. if you black and go outside of us, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, y'all shit fucked up. But yeah. we know it ain't you. So, hey, come through. Yeah, you trying to escape. So it's a good time to travel internationally if you black. I wouldn't suggest it for uh, uh, the, the Caucasian brothers and sisters because you might take an L for your president. But if you black, you good. I'm you're probably pretty good right now. I'm Coming sh- back might be a problem, but going out, you'll be good. I'm going to show up somewhere and just be like, can I stay? please can, can hmm. y'all can y'all keep me <laughs> i don't yeah. want to go back y'all yeah i'm getting my passport and shit together right now Mm-mm. uh Stay speaking home. of which um a kansas city uh they had a shooting at a bar in kansas city by uh, a white terrorist who uh mm-hmm. um shot had at least two victims that he um that he shot um and uh he asked them what their visas were if they were currently on and if they were staying here illegally before opening fire disgusting mm-hmm. right because you but they but they won't call them a terrorist though right you know that i bet trump won't even address it no nah, he won't address, it's a lot of shit he's not going to be 
um, addressing because the shit is not uh, that important. And also, it's one of the things where you gave them permission and authority. White people think that they can just ask you shit now. You know, I have the right and authority to ask you because I'm white. Not because I work for any law enforcement, not because I have the legal authority, but because I'm goddamn white, I have the right to ask you, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Right. He uh, asked them all these questions, the shit. Um, The two dudes didn't react because they were just like, you know, we don't want no problems, basically. Then he started hurling racial slurs at him, and then he left the bar, and he came back um at um i think 7 p.m yeah he left to report them to a manager but the 51 year old was already being escorted out by the time he returned to the patio he returned a short time later around 7 p.m and yelled get out of my country before shooting into the bar but who uh who radicalized him his white skin they saying. want their country man please go mm-hmm. back to your country you first that's right. that's my whole you point first. You first. everybody unless you're native american your ass got here on a goddamn boat bottom line you got here on a boat keep in mind even the new york police department is saying that hate crimes are taking a spike since uh the election Accident. and they have no choice but to connect the two and say hey this is uh the the election of this president definitely is connected to a rise in hate crimes and yet no one's talking about the radicalization of white people no one's talking about uh you know the fact that you got the quote-unquote all right out here and all this shit you know you got uh people from like hate sites and hate groups in the administration like nobody talking about that shit no ask the people in brexit the people going through brexit same thing happened with them when that shit got passed it was a huge spike in hate crimes that's um, right. <clears throat> Sinead O'Connor apologized to Arsenio Hall uh, after she accused him of being his drug dealer. We covered this a long time ago. Yeah, I was, that was a while ago. Took a while to get to that apology, but uh, she mm-hmm. retracted mm-hmm. and apologized for the statement she made about him last year, which prompted his defamation lawsuit against her. Um, which and now they've uh, she's released a statement with Arsenio Hall. She said, I apologize for my Facebook post about Arsenio to the extent that anyone thought I was accusing him of acting as Prince's drug dealer and supplying him with illegal hard drugs or insinuating that Arsenio has something to do with Prince's death. I sincerely apologize because those statements would be false and I retract them unequivocally. I'll sue her anyway. See, that's what happened. Okay. I would too. That's what happened when you get the laws on somebody. I would too. I was, fuck you. You shouldn't have said it. Yeah. He was out there like, let's just go to trial then. That, like, that, like that trial we, date got close she was like you know what i don't, I didn't even mean it like that yeah yeah because he was like we ain't gonna have no twitter beef ain't no diss records gonna come out we're gonna we're we gonna let the lawyer bars handle this dogs mm-hmm. um okay. oh no she she gotta pay them ends I, I want all my ends for saying some shit come on now especially oh, right after prince died and right. you was trying to blame this man and they and and up. you know what i mean people start looking at you like criminally now right because they start doing that shit when people like that die i mean look at when houston died they was like we need to bring in bobby brown when fucking um bobby, when bobby uh bobby brown the his daughter died mm-hmm. they was trying to bring in nick gordon like the shit is real it's like you can't just throw these actors i know people be hurting shit you can't throw this shit out lightly and destroy somebody's reputation and then come back later on some like oh my bad y'all i was just tripping that day what you, you gonna you gonna compensate me um bet you never say that shit again nick cannon welcomes the baby boy golden with his ex Brittany bell I wonder just why they got divorced 
possibility because you know it take a while to make a baby and yeah it does you know um but now i feel like Mariah was his like, ascension I don't know her <laughs> his ascension to full hotel though is 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 complete <laughs> you know what i mean because you got the he said he want to be called reverend dr nick cannon right he done quit the white man's oh, job yeah he did he wearing them um them them hats you know what i mean i don't the, know what you call them things the, 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 yeah, yeah yeah he looked like a mama with some rollers up underneath it but go ahead yeah he wearing them <laughs> them, them uh Ankerite hats or whatever right um, i don't know what he what he got going on he probably got the alkaline out of his diet and now he had a baby out of wedlock i feel like he full he there now yep he complete oh uh, yeah his hotel card has been punched. He yes, has got all the markers. Mm-hmm. He has the multiple babies by the good haired women. Yep. We've got the turbans. We've got the fussy establishment. Yep. We there. It's time yeah. for him to start telling. Oh, and we got him telling women what to do with their bodies, coming at Planned Parenthood. Like, hey, mm-hmm. man, it's time for him to start giving relationship and diet advice. Right. And yeah, he's going to start touring soon yeah giving oh. going to detroit and debating people go to youtube oh, uh they're gonna be on doc i mean not shit doc, not doctor but uh mr span show because you know oh Dr. yeah Umar the and all them other ones gonna be mad see because he's kind of famous so when right. he start doing his tours the hotel niggas gonna be like but he more famous than you nigga. the lane is open for somebody famous to come and take over the hotelery to the next level because yeah. right now i feel like they all kind of stuck in the same space where they yeah. they fighting each other because they can't right. get off of youtube with it and they can't get on tv with it i feel like well, nick cannon could make a full on youtube page that's that's gonna be fine that's what i'm saying I, I think even bigger than that nick cannon could probably get on tv somewhere yes he can yeah. he probably get like a half hour on centric every week of just hotel bullshit mm-hmm. um you Drums know in the background incense burning i'm here for right it. welcome to the ash hour or whatever you know ah! interviewing mm-hmm. other other hotels and talking about how black feminists is holding us down and shit i, I feel like the lane is open man and, and that's a, a enterprising young man that's gonna step in there with his multiple baby mamas and and do his thing and unrelated we just need yes we just need one the problem with black women is yes once he hits that it's off to the races see that's it somebody got to question him about his baby mamas and then he got to talk about some black problem with black women right everything is black women's fault right maybe take a picture with a white woman and then have people be like you know why you with that white woman he's like see this was wrong with sisters like oh shit Listen, first of all brother. first of all my queens and like oh here, here it come here it come at the queens you know my queens that, that's the no disrespect to blackness right there I, no disrespect intended but i'm about to say some disrespectful shit that's that's what queens is right listen my queen and uh you need to put on some clothes like oh oh okay ah uh speaking of which unrelated but positive news jay-z 47 years old said to become the first rapper ever inducted into the songwriter's hall of fame wonderful you know i was thinking and i don't know if this might be an unpopular opinion right i don't feel like jay-z's a better rapper than when i was younger Mm -mm. but i like his raps more now because he be rapping about like bragging about his wife and his kid uh it feel more authentic than when he was rapping about being a player and selling drugs not that he didn't do those things but i don't know it feel like he really sharing his life as opposed to his old shit where i always felt like he put a a, a wall up between him and the audience of mm-hmm. like 
this is how i want you to see me as this this player drug dealer fucking like and not that he wasn't those things i don't you know but it just always felt like you know i'm about to rap about selling drugs for the 50th time as opposed to now it's like you know he's rapping about blue and and what 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 she gonna the empire she's gonna inherit and yeah shit. she gonna be a billionaire at, at 10 yeah it's so it's something beautiful about it man it's like like we started the show why we watched him grow you know what i mean like you know i feel like 30 year old jay-z would have looked at this jay-z and be like what a sucker and now he's like I, but when i look in my daughter's eyes you know what i mean mm, come on dog <laughs> mm. good for you jay uh and mm. i still feel like they need more rappers in there it's sad that he's the first one um and the only one you know who else i think need to be in there who outcast mm. yeah, yeah well i think what they're doing is they're counting his work outside of rap too okay so like he's written songs for people and shit and they're looking like oh well he worked for rihanna he wrote for this person putting them in there but i I still feel like that's bullshit they should put some rap is music yes it is it you know writing is a huge part of rap i don't know why you wouldn't have have him in there put missy in there she's written for so many hits outside of outside of rap you know that's right so i don't know anyway that's my thinking all right let's get into our games guys okay yeah, I said, yeah, that's a long list to go to because you have, like you said, because they don't respect rap. There are a lot of rappers from down south, the west coast, like. All I mean, people was bringing up Tupac, right? Tupac. I mean, it's a lot. It's just a lot, man. It's just a lot of people that I feel like, man, it's fucked up that they. It, it says they don't respect rap, really, which is right, why they want to. There's a lot of people who did exactly. This yeah. really should be in that. Truth be told, it's sad that Jay Z is the first because there's a lot of people that've been writing a lot longer than him and might not be as recognizable as some older people that have died off that will never get the accolades that they mm-hmm. deserve. Yeah. All right, let's get into our games, guys. Okay, mm-hmm. it's time to play a little bit of fucking with black people. <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe and we find different articles that we feel fucked with by. We score them from zero to a hundred in intervals of twenty-five on how much we feel fucked with. Today's contestants, everybody. All right, let's see who's up to bat. Oh well, you know the Oscars, I believe, are tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be watching. Yeah, I can't. I can't watch them white people. Y'all know I will not be watching. Only thing that's gonna happen is I'm gonna get mad. Uh, <laughs> I'm just ready for the Walking Dead. That's right. That's right. I can just pick. I might go see. I'm not your Negro today, and just call it a wrap, guys. I'm not trying to see these white people do this to our best and brilliant. Y'all let me know if we win. Right, so go out to a lunch, drink a mimosa, come back, play my game. Yeah. I don't want them problems. I'll check the timeline. Yeah. That sounds good yeah mm-hmm. we'll check the timeline I'm, I'm just trying to see if ava duvarney is gonna win tonight i'm just here for the twitter and the drinks that's right that's all i'm here for. Right. i'll be on the, the timeline that's yeah. what i'll do i'll check out you know maybe during commercial breaks i'll flip over but i can't sincerely sit there and watch a room full of white folks get up and give political speeches while ignoring the niggas in the room i can't do it right because it, oh right. just just for y'all out there and and i don't know maybe because i'm an alcoholic um a lot of places a lot of places they do half bottle wines on sunday for some reason i realized that a lot of places and a lot of places do mimosas i've seen them anywhere from two some people do three some people do five dollars and there's one place we go to they do mimosas by the craft 
All right. Oh, I'll just let you know, about. just let you know I, in case you need, you know, you want a drink. If you guys are looking for an alcohol update, uh, that was your weekly alcohol update with Karen. I, I'm just letting you yes. know, and you know, in case yeah, you want no, Just letting them know, know with Karen. You want to get buzzed or relaxed be- before you get mad. Maybe we should just make a whole segment called Just Letting Them Know with Karen. And <laughs> oh. she could she could just let y'all know some things that's on her mind uh, that have nothing to do that's with the segment. Facts. I don't know if the yeah. world is ready for that. No, it's somebody out there that was just, that was just aided by that. Like, <laughs> somebody somewhere was like i wish i could get drunk for cheap on a sunday oh well i'll be damned um karen yeah uh so actor brian cox says it's racist in reverse and calls for white actors to be cast in black roles as he insists diversity cannot be one way uh his role as the original hannibal lecter secured his place in hollywood 30 years ago he's now one of the most respected actors in his latest movie churchill due for release in june he plays a wartime prime minister now on the eve of the 89th academy award ceremony in los angeles brian cox has uh entered the ongoing oscar diversity debate by calling for white not just black and hispanic actors to be given more varied roles in hollywood cox who will not attend the academy awards tonight said there should be no color bands on roles he added it's kind of racist in reverse to say if you're a white man you can't possibly play a black man uh keep in mind uh cox uh was involved in the um that that show where uh joseph Fiennes is playing michael jackson and it got canceled it got of pulled. course he is right of course he is so some of this could be informed by that decision anybody can play anything that's the great thing about theater and senator we transcend all that petite bourgeoisie bourgeoisie and politics um the controversy surrounding the lack of non-white nominations last year and the 2015 led to threats of boycotting by celebrities and even earned this on twitter hashtag hashtag oscar so white uh after a change in judging however this year's oscars nominations are more diverse with seven non-white actors and four directors up for an award but cox insisted diversity cannot be quote unquote one way adding it has to go across the board oh man uh so yeah i would not be tuning in yeah, he don't man. this happens anyway it's a lot of black shit that you whitewash and throw white people in it just be ask what is it Matt damien whoever the fuck playing that matt damon dragon movie that's coming out i don't give a fuck about mm. there is this great brouhaha about diversity we've all been going on about diversity we had that at the oscar last time around uh and at the golden glows we saw black american projects win all kinds of awards as they should do because they are on the rise we have seen it with viola davis and fantastic film hidden figures i'm so shocked he didn't say fences uh based on the three (laughs) african-american women who worked on the space program at nasa loving is another great film about marriage between a black woman and a white man hollywood moguls cox said should now take matters further and give white actors a chance to depict non-white characters give them the chance because they haven't had apparently he's not seen anything they, about they take the chances they will rewrite something and whitewash nigga shit yeah and, 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 and uh, it's been going on right, God, it, gods of egypt right and the the thing about it i think the thing that frustrates me when people like here talk they're talking at a very very ignorant place and you're ignoring the fact that every fucking thing is white and right was also insulting he wants to see a white version of fences like who want to see that What's, i don't it's gonna I, be called impression. gates nobody want to see that 
That's one of them. Why is there a whiz? Could you imagine if there was a whiz with an all white cast? Right. Yeah. There is, bitch. What are we talking about? Right. Right. It's one. Of, he's why. Why do they get to say it? <laughs> Isn't it really racist that you can say the n word and I can't? No. <laughs> oh man. People like that. Like somebody say, all roads matter, and that you 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 just want to ignore the fact that racism plays anything, plays um, any role anywhere. Yeah, so apparently um, he co-starred alongside Joseph Fiennes in the TV movie Elizabeth, Michael, and Marlon. In the film, Fiennes plays Michael Jackson uh, with Cox as Marlon Brando and Stalker Channing as Elizabeth Taylor. The movie, directed by Scott Neal Forsyth, is uh or foresight is based on an urban myth about the celebrity trio taking a road trip after the 9-11 terror attacks. But after Michael Jackson's daughter Paris complained, the film made her feel incredibly offended and wanted to vomit. Sky withdrew her earlier this month. Cox said, it, "Yeah, because I mean, hey, fuck her family, right?" Cox and said, "And they didn't approve it either. Lot like they came out yeah. and was like, don't put this shit out.' Right? Fuck, fuck, fuck his family though, right? Um, right." Uh, but after uh yeah so cox said that if it had been aired people would have seen that fines portrayed the late pop singer with bravery and sensitivity he that added whack ass, did, that, did y'all see the images it was terrible he added it that should crazy yeah like he missed a check i don't know why he mad he added it should be possible to have a white actor playing michael jackson i'd say just see the job is he doing the job criticize him on that uh, don't criticize him on the fact that he is white because it's kind of racist in reverse to say if you are a white man you can't possibly play a black man do they understand that these are real people and michael jackson said i don't want a white He's not man a character. Me. could you imagine this like having a movie where it's like black Lyndon b johnson they lose their fucking minds they'd be like that's not historically accurate that's, they don't right. even that, get the fuck out of it. Oh my god, a hundred for me, man. A hundred. Don't like for niggas playing fake uh, superhero characters. You, right. Somebody said I want black a Peter black Parker. Man, I, I want right. a, a black Spider Man. You know, I want a black Batman, and people lose their fucking minds. People act like if it ain't white, it ain't right. So what the fuck are you talking about? Zero to well, Oh, I said a hundred. There was with uh, James Bond. They lost their mm-hmm. shit when Idris Elba. James Bond's not a real person, so right. anyone can play him. Michael Jackson was a real person who is black. Right. I don't understand what is so difficult to understand about that. Well, he played it with bravery and sensitivity. So I mean, I fuck guess it's fine. And fuck his sensitivity. Sound like Jay's giving it a hundred. Man, I'm giving it a hundred point five. <laughs> um. <laughs> get out movie controversy the film called anti-white and racist by viewers um <laughs> now i just saw get out okay karen refuses to see it because she mm-hmm. thinks it's gonna be too scary for mm-hmm. some reason uh jay nah, have you seen it yet it. jay did you see it i've seen it twice i was on the media junket for so i did the black carpet because they wanted a black carpet jordan peele wanted a black carpet he didn't want a red carpet no so I did the media junket for that and I did uh, some interviews with them. So, and I actually got to see it twice. I saw it with the other media people, which was a diverse crowd. So it was kind of cool to see like white people squirm and feel uncomfortable mm. and recognize some of their tendencies in this story. And then I got to see it. Snoop Dogg did a screening here. So I got to see it with all black folks. Mm. And which of course with us is another whole different experience. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Do you know Jordan Peele wrote that eight years ago? I he believe wrote that it. Movie eight years ago. I believe it, man. One, because it takes a while to get shit accomplished in Hollywood, um, and then two, 
I man, like he had to do Key and Pill to get that shit approved. There's no way he could have just given that to somebody without the success of Key and Pill because Key and Pill was so successful that it actually got higher downloads and YouTube plays than it got watched like on wow, TV. Right. So it's almost like you have to once again black people gotta prove your worth outside of the medium that you're in for somebody to be like maybe we should get this nigga a movie so uh this and i and i man it's getting like obviously everybody's talking about the 100 on rotten tomatoes or whatever um but more importantly than even that um it's just getting critically acclaimed from people i regular ass people like everybody i know that's seen it comes out like this shit is so good everybody should see it um as for as for it being scary it's not that scary i don't like no. it's, it's it's more of a psychological thriller than it is a like oh oh look behind you you know what i mean it's not that kind of shit um and i i loved it i saw it in a black theater um so you know we was in there getting out man people was laughing at all the little microaggression shit i lucky now two things one i sat next to this dude where i think his girl was with him but i ain't see his girl so when i sat down i thought this nigga was talking to me the whole fucking previews he was like i might have to see that and i'm like is this nigga talking to me and then <laughs> he's like that, that looked pretty good right there huh i'm like I, I don't respond rod i don't know like i was like I, like I didn't want to respond to him and i'm so glad like he got up later to get something and then i saw his girls there and i was like oh because i thought for real this nigga was like black friend you know what I mean? like we let's hang out buddy like he didn't yeah, put his we pe- do that we tend to do that right it, i couldn't tell you know i'm I'm pretty introverted you know if i don't know you like i'll talk to karen during the movie but if i don't right. know you i ain't really gonna talk to you during the movie but uh at any rate that was that was one thing that was funny because i spent the whole first half of that movie like is this nigga does he know me if i should i look at him because like it would have got oh and i like i almost responded because i was like he keep talking like i guess we friends fuck it yeah man this is funny and i almost responded and he got up and right when he got up i saw his girl and i was like thank god i never said that because i would have been the weirdo if i would have been like yeah dog this shit is crazy he would be like what the fuck are you talking to nigga um talking to. right and so then the second thing when we left it was some white people that was in the movie too even though it was like 90 percent black and the, the white the white dudes uh was leaving together and so like you know they had the double doors mm-hmm. so one of them opened the door and then the other one opened the other side of the door right because men right mm-hmm. um and so i was walking behind them and the one dude that didn't see me he kind of let the door close and the one that saw me he he left it open and so i walked to the closed door on purpose and buddy turned around I was like oh, i'm so sorry man i didn't mean that it was i was just i just didn't see you i was like it's okay man it's okay it's just a movie. I ain't gonna kill you today. Yeah. I ain't gonna kill you today. I'm not gonna choke you. Don't worry about it, dog. Anyway, it's you know a great what, movie. Well, you know what's funny with that too? When we did when we did the red carpet for it, you know, Jordan Peele, Lil Rail, all of them passed through and stopped and talked to us. Do you know the only uh white cast member that made it to the black side of the carpet was uh Bradley Whitford from the West Wing, who plays the dad in the movie. Wow. And he was really he was pretty cool. You know, he he was woke. He was yeah. woke, and he knew what time it was with that movie. The rest of it was like, Pew, and they yeah, left. they probably were scared. That nah, man, it it's such a good movie, man. Like it's, I think, and that's the thing. Like, um, people have been like, oh, "Am I gonna be mad?" No, you're not gonna be mad when you leave. Uh, another person was like, "White folks gonna be mad." I was like, "They not gonna be mad. They gonna be more like maybe a My- bit ashamed or a bit like aware, cognizant of some shit that mm. they didn't." You know, like, it's kind of like, 
the when Salon saying don't touch my hair there were probably some white people that were like oh i didn't realize that was a big ass thing i've asked to touch people's hair i feel bad now that kind of shit mm-hmm. so as they should uh but for don't the people calling it racist against white people and um anti-white that's how you know you should go see it that's why i'm, I'm not even gonna read the article i just think all you people out there uh it's a free promotion for get out go see get out it's so fucking that's good great uh and even if you're a person that gets scared it's not that kind of scary you'll be fine um and zero for me uh i'm glad y'all are mad that, that this shit is uh making oh, white people oh, feel oh, bad zero. I'm, I'm on black people to succeed zero all right um so karen should we do white people news or guess the race what do you want to do today oh no jay i'll ask you mm-hmm. we got okay. one more segment we can either do white people news or we talk about the the news that white people are talking about um or we can do uh guess the race because i feel like we've had you for a while and i don't want to keep you all day oh let's do let's do the guest stories all right we're gonna guess the race where's my uh guess the race theme song here we go now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts man we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today jay from the morning punch in show to guess the race and the chat room plays along and care does too and they're racist <clears throat> all right <laughs> story okay, number cool. one teenager 17 years old dubbed prunehead is jailed for five years after robbing a child's motel birthday party with a gun well shit right with a gun the babies uh a teenager dubbed prunehead for his scalp's appearance was jailed for up to five years after he robbed a child's motel birthday party with a gun what, what is a, a child a, a right? motel party come on come on jay that's what i'm thinking who has a party for a child in a damn motel rufus There's gotta be some white people stuff <laughs> rufus gates 17 was sentenced uh-huh. to prison for bargaining into a for barging into a child's birthday party and robbing someone at gunpoint at a motel in santee south carolina he pleaded guilty uh to the december 2015 robbery where he was assisted by alexander lamar outlaw who was earlier uh-huh. sentenced to 10 years in prison what a bad name to have the teen right Aww. uh we're looking for an outlaw uh matter of fact there you go the teenager has been teased online over his mugshot where social media users called him prunehead because of the wavy lines on the skin on his scalp gates was arrested Aww. shortly after the armed robbery at the delta motel located in central south carolina the two men had entered the room where there were four children and two adults they pushed everyone to a corner and demanded a man hand over his property after gates mugshot was released his uh boy, they made all kinds of prune head and raisin jokes uh people turn into memes um the the top of his scalp is indented by rolls of skin that are bunched up to make it appear as if it's wrinkled much like a raisin a prune or the surface of the brain um i was i was hoping because it was a motel because mm-hmm. i didn't know we did that and then i was hoping it was more kind of like a veruca salt thing like when he gets upset he turns purple i was mm-hmm. i was hoping this was not some black folks, but man, we have parties at, at motels. That's a yeah. new one. You Jay, know what? So Jay's going with black. And I'm going black too. Karen's going black. If you'd have said hotel, 
Mm, I didn't even like white. white. Okay. Right. But I'm like, motel, you know, a lot of people can't tell the difference. Motel is a step down to some, I think, two or three steps mm. down from a hotel. Okay. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Black. Black. Shane Battier. Oh. Scotty was really at that motel looking for Larsa. Oh. <laughs> California raisins. Black. Forehead lines usually mean thought, but this brother, nope oh well i think it's white i'm gonna stay white i'm gonna stay white. so you're going white now okay so jay is no, no, changed. Always, always was going white I oh white okay i thought you said black. black okay so jay's going white karen's going black the correct answer is he was black karen you got it uh, i was trying to be fair. i was trying to oh my god yeah yeah and uh <laughs> Jay, you got oh. it wrong. Jay's the only person that got it wrong. Oh, he looks like an ant hill. Look like some ants been burrowing through the sand trying to make a nest. Oh, and this is why some people be like, "Nah, dog, just let your hair grow out." Uh, yeah, he should have grown fro a long time ago. Um, they had memes. Oh, oh, oh no, that's a fingertip. <laughs> Is his brains big or it? Well, no, they're not big. Probably not. Is his skin thin? It looked like somebody cornrowed his brain, brain matter. Right. Yeah. Cornrowed his brain. This is uh. They put oh, a. Oh no! It's yeah, a bad bike. Put a bike. Um. But his eyebrows are on fleek. Though. Look at his eyebrows. They are good. They did the raisin. Um, oh, I got your hurt. Oh no! Heard it through the grapevine. They put the the shades on them like the raisinets. Um. Man, his head looks like Ice Cube's forehead when Ice Cube is all girl, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty oh, bad, guys. Oh, no. oh and, and the that's name. terrible. Stop having birthday parties at motels. Right. They had a little conference room. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the name. I heard the name. I was like, nah. Yeah. Like I, was, I was trying to hope. I was trying to keep hope alive. I black Sometimes room. I do that. Go get I the train. I feel like I, I feel like the police really threw a wrinkle in its plans <laughs> all right sorry uh <laughs> evie, evie, evie said his barber hates him can you even go to a barber how do you even cut that he probably gotta use like nair mm. so he can get like all up in the crevices and stuff to get his hair off no i always I say i always say about these parents these days they're not raising their kids Okay. Right. oh my god i'm gonna stop now <laughs> they cutting his hair like this they holding it up like here pull your hair pull the pot they gotta nair his head right i bet his favorite book is a raisin in the sun oh <laughs> snap hold on I, had to. I knew you couldn't resist. Oh my god! He's not out there raising hell in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> this is your fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, an, an irate, <laughs> an irate passenger drops f bombs and demands to be let off a plane because she is bleeding out of her vagina as it sits on the tarmac after landing in Denver. Mm-hmm. Oh hell no! 
Yeah. White. She lost it. For Ain't a no second. sister. Ain't no sister. Huh? Well, I don't know. No. Here's the audio of the video. I mean, here's a, here's a. I'll play the audio uh, so y'all can hear it. Say okay. Move faster. I'll try to turn the volume up and turn it all the way off. But let's. This doesn't work for me. You know what? I'm about to. Yeah. Yeah. Give Susan. That's all Susan all day. Meredith had had enough of the bleeding. not make sense this doesn't make sense go <laughs> she is so hot like cause they're um you know deboarding I guess the plane like everybody's leaving but you know everybody gotta get shit out the overhead and people you, when you're not in the front of the plane you gotta stand behind everybody so she's just standing up in the middle of the aisle like let's go what's taking so long this doesn't make sense um Amy gonna have to chill <laughs> um yeah she she said this doesn't work for me i'm gonna pray to god and tell him to calm me down uh she says this does not make sense this does not make sense go can we get off the fucking plane i'm upset you want to know why i have tumors and i'm in a lot of pain i gotta go i gotta get out of here when confronted and told to keep quiet she got even more combative i'm in pain i don't know who you are don't talk to me like you know me get out of here get off of here let's go uh another person said um uh she says guess what coloradans i don't give a fuck get the fuck off the plane let's go right now we got to go uh she became even more graphic with the descriptions of her health problem i'm in so much pain right now bleeding down my leg i have blood going down my leg get off the plane because i gotta get to go to the hospital let's go at this point the man recording the incident is her laughing she then asked the other passengers if they wanted to see her bleeding leg i need to go to the hospital so that i can could patch myself up let's go it's called movement you don't ever know what somebody else is going through she said she didn't said i'm bleeding all over my vagina blood straight blood get the fuck off the motherfucking plane she said at this point another passenger loses her patience and confronts the potty mouth woman telling there are children on the plane she says ever since we got on this plane you've been eyeing me the angry woman said she then threatened the other passengers who confronted her i will talk to you and i will shut you the fuck up can you do can you do me a favor and turn around and get off the plane so we could get off she said the flight crew then made an announcement on the loudspeaker asking her to watch your language please we have families and children aboard we've already called security the flight attendant said at this point the woman responded i'm being respectful now the line then began to move and the incident was over so me and becky would have been scrapping yo <laughs> jay's going with white karen yeah I'm, I'm going white too and my thing is look like you would have kind of let them know up front hey i have a situation happening here i mean i'm, I'm not trying to i mean just, just something to go mm. hey you know i understand people but you know my situation is special i mean i mean just something to like they pull a flight attendant to the side right and so. be like hey i want you to know i got a situation here yeah and that's how funny they would have been willing to work they would have kind of went and kind of shuttered you through to kind of help get you off faster mm-hmm. but right. you're standing back there not letting them know being belligerent they don't know what's going on did you didn't tell them what was happening all they see is just an angry woman complaining in the probably in the back of the plane all right let's check the race in the uh, chat room becky with the heavy flow oh becky with the bloody panties white 
white woman Ooh. who should have used that labia lipstick oh god oh no probably had one of those Gwyneth Paltrow vagina uh rubies in her cooch white thinking the world revolve around her white she'll soon write a thick piece about the reverse racism oh a red river runs through her maxi pad white oh so angry she forgot to say cash me outside white and white Uh, if wendy had said pussy then i probably would have believed she was black but the fact that she said vagina i'm like oh yeah that's uh denise well we got uh rare 100 percent of people that went uh white uh on this one and 100 percent of you guys are wrong That's <gasps> right she was black Stop. where's she from though wherever no. she's from i don't believe you Rod. i'm about to put her on the screen right now dog she is a black woman and she has I'm had it up to here black women everywhere shout out to that white dude who has his hand in his face like ah jesus christ no and then she got her hand out does she have earphones on yeah she had headphones on you know look man when you bleeding out your vagina man shit is real dog you don't have time for these games get the fuck off the plane you know if this hooker don't learn how to keep some feminine products in her purse get the hell out of here (laughs) is that a flash shirt oh girl it looks like the calvin and hobbs is that what mm. is that yeah i don't know what kind of shirt that was but this hoochie i'm so embarrassed so there you guys go um, mm-hmm. yeah. i guess we do use proper english i guess she, you know yeah you guys were stereotyping and y'all were 100 percent wrong and now y'all now, now if she just said cunt i'd be like 100 <laughs> percent yeah yeah <laughs> But I, I love that word i usually reserve it for i'm really mad i love cunt i only say it when i'm mad because i know how offensive it is you know what's wild yeah, about i didn't even know that was offensive word. yeah that the, adult. i, I didn't even introduce get cunt introduced to my lifetime i watched deadwood like i didn't even know it was a thing in college in college okay. a cunt once and i was like oh, are you so you know yeah, what? I save it for the highest levels of disdain that I have for things. Yeah, and some cut shit. My, my ignorance. I'd have been like a cunt. What's that? I'm yeah, what the fuck is that? I don't. I just know I'm supposed to be mad. I I didn't even know cunt was like super offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's I, not to me. But it I seemed like it was. I think it's super offensive to white women, really. Mm-hmm. Like it must be mm-hmm. some shit they grow up with because they right, like right. Whenever I, I seen a white dude say it in public, uh, white women be mad as fuck. Like, come on, there's no call for that. And I'm like, what are y'all mad about? Like, what happened? I, I want to take a poll of white women. You know how sometimes we see on Twitter and Black Twitter when uh, people get mad when you say female. Does yeah. that offend white women? Like it offends some black women, right? I like I, I feel like female probably female. doesn't bother them because they mm-hmm. don't. No one yeah, uses of them. I'm a female. Yeah, no one uses it in a place as a placeholder for bitch for them. Or derogatory mm-hmm. manner. Yeah, yeah. True. Like for black dudes, it's a definitely a placeholder for like, I want to call you a bitch, but I don't want you to get mad. So I'm going to say female. You're like, uh, Beast nigga, females. you ain't slick. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Next one. Uh, viral video shows a woman sit on a man's feet when he wouldn't take them off of the train seat. <laughs> hmm. Well, it's happened in Canada, guys. Sorry, I can't. 
He told her you can't get your fat and self off my feet. She said, turned back to him and said, and you're fat too. And he said, good, I love my fat self. And started shaking his uh, titties, by the way. Because I'm trying to explain to you that your feet shouldn't be on the okay, seat. But why does it matter to you? I because I'm the f- I want you. No, it's you nice can't be. No, this Do you own the subway? Let me ask you this question. Next Do you own the subway? Now he gets up and pushes her in the back off of his where his feet were because she was sitting on his feet. Right. Wow. Now you're fat too. I should be having a touch of lady, but get off. out the other way um Ooh. all right so guess the race of the woman who sat on his feet on the subway to prove a point black cam's going with black what about you jay i'm gonna say black too because she kind of sounds like marlo from real housewives of <laughs> okay all right let's check the chat room see what they believe uh camel toe foot white the embarrassment <laughs> turned her face as pink as her toe white I think that's how you pronounce that one. White and entitled. Columbuser of subway seats. White, says Tasha. So the chat room is going against y'all. They're going white on this. And the correct answer is she was white. So you guys are wrong. Oh, she was white. And chat room, y'all got it right. Terrible. This has been a Terrible. really bad day for racism on this show. You guys have <laughs> really let me down. Um, I'm sorry. It's, no, it's okay. You know what? If you lose the game, it just means you're not as racist as everybody thought. If you win the game, it just means you're a good racist. So uh, that's that didn't her. Look like Ty Lopez. That's not Ty Lopez. <laughs> she's sitting on, is it? I don't know. She's definitely sat on his feet, man. I, I'll tell you this, man, because I um. I posted on my on my Facebook. Oh, it sound like yeah, it sound like she was in the wrong from the beginning. Yeah, I posted on my Facebook and I was like, um, none of this should have happened. Right. 
um like i get that people don't like his feet being on the thing and i'm sure it's some social faux pas that's really fucked up and maybe you could say something to him i don't know i don't i don't take public transportation enough to really know what the fucking etiquette is and apparently this train wasn't crowded there were multiple seats left so she purposely went over there here's my problem when you sat on this dude's feet you violated any fucking higher ground you thought you had that was his point like yeah. you're basically a fucking property of a subway seat is more important than his fucking feet as far as you're concerned yeah. like you don't got ground to, you don't have any ground to stand on when you did that shit so if you if you couldn't make your point talking and walking then don't fucking say anything don't don't touch somebody because we de- it definitely like if she had her bag on the fucking seat and he would have jumped up and threw somebody's fucking bag on the side of the tr- we would have been like yeah well of course you got your ass whooped idiot you yeah. know and then to make it what she called the subway service people um saying well he pushed me no he pushed you off of him but you about to stop this train and get this dude hemmed up on some bullshit and imagine the other people who now uh their their uh, train is delayed to their destination because she couldn't just sit her ass wherever she was that's such a white woman shit to do man real talk i'm gonna sit on your feet right yeah i don't know how i'm gonna fuck that up to prove because subway seats should be available for everyone like uh motherfucker it's plenty of seats go sit your ass in another seat it's cool ty lopez didn't have time for that shit he had time for this shit he didn't get out of bed worried about this all right guys that that's about as bad not to get off top and one of my pet peeves is whenever i go to the gym to work out and all the fucking equipment is free and motherfuckers come and get right beside me i will actually stop what i'm doing and move mm. bitches mm-hmm. what, all this space out here all this space out here mm. and you got right why why are you here so i right. can hear you fucking breathing and hear your music well mine is like to me it's more akin to stuff like when people put their feet on the back of a movie theater chair or something and you uh, like okay it's that kind of thing where it's like if i was sitting in that chair i would probably be like hey man get your move your feet please but if 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 i was sitting like somewhere else that had nothing to do with them two seats i wouldn't say shit because what does it have to do with me i don't no, give a fuck about your personal etiquette i'm not the keeper of the motherfucking movie theater and the goddamn subway system don't pay me shit to make people move their feet mm-hmm. if they want people to move their feet they need to hire somebody and do it i'm not the avenger of justice on social <laughs> etiquette on seating like only a white yeah. person would take on some bullshit like that just fucking uh like like i said i didn't even go into it on my facebook because i was just like i don't want to have to cuss y'all out but this is peak white woman shit like sit your ass down and shut up Ugh. yep all right last one guys gotta go to the bonus round so far i think karen's I'm one losing. for two and right you got one right jay i think so i think i only got one right yeah, all right so both. this is gonna break it all down guys yeah. let's go to the bonus round Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, everybody is tied up. The the scorecard has everybody tied up, but we're going into the final round. Let's see what happens. Will we end with a split decision? I don't know. Um, all right. How about this one, guys? A former Denver firefighter is accused of looking at child porn while at work. White. 
Karen, right. right out the gate. Whoa, Jay, Jay going white, going white early. I mean, now, I mean, I mean, now unless his name is Jeffro Johnson, um, I'm <laughs> stick with white. All right, all right. Uh, former Denver firefighters and arrested as accused of looking at child pornography while at work last summer. Uh, Mark Benjamin Jacobson, 53, is suspected of two counts of sexual exploitation of a child. Uh, prosecutors say he allegedly has sexually explicit material of underage children on his cell phone. Denver's district attorney office also alleges he viewed the explicit is- images at the pl- his place of work. Um, Jacobson was arrested February 14th. He's posted bail. He's scheduled to appear in Denver court March 21st. All right. That's it. Guess the race. Karen and Jay sticking with white. Oh, white. I'm staying with white. They the only one that's bold enough to watch any form of pornography. Like, at work. Yeah, exactly. like your IT people have to work twice as hard and find out all types of sites exist because they go through and be like, what the fuck is this? Somebody clicks on it and be like, oh shit, now we got to block it. I guess he just wanted to slide up his pole at uh, the fire station. Ooh. I know. Had to pull out his hose. Mm. Couldn't help it. I know. They must have wanted to ask him a lot of questions. All right. <laughs> it was a really yeah. bunch of thing that he did. Yeah, he had to extinguish his uh his flame. Yeah, uh, burning desire to check it out. Yep, I knew you couldn't resist, Jack. Uh, putting out the fire in his pants, white. Milo fan, Fire Marshal Herbert. <laughs> oh, well, well, we know. Let his... me show you something. Oh, <laughs> well, we know his favorite game is shoots and ladders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, Karen. I'm getting better, y'all. I know you've been killing on the puns lately. I see you over there. He, buy, he buys little boys' pants half off. Oh, 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 oh. come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's God. good, though. That real good. Oh, all right. Uh, back to the guesses. <laughs> Won't put fires out at black people's house white. Oh, this hero oh. is so white. He make milk look like uh, midnight and white. Everybody went with white on this one. And you know what, guys? When it comes to white, you're always right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we redeemed ourselves. Y'all did, yes. man. I'm proud of y'all, to be honest. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, that's Mark benjamin jacob 53 years old yeah man it's bad enough you're looking at child porn but you can't even stop at work you got a problem that's disgusting he doesn't even look like he know any black people right make america great again i'm hoping trump takes it all the way back to when when the age of consent was 10 uh all right last thing before we get out of here guys can't uh finish the show without talking about sword ratchetness guys all right A convicted felon is arrested for swinging swords at customers in a Florida Walmart parking lot and for having marijuana. Oh. Well, that just hit Mm. the fucking trifecta. Florida, swords, weed. Right. Mm, That's such a Florida Florida, um, thing. I'll put his picture up, too, and of course he's a white man. Uh, A convicted felon Ah. swung swords at customers in the parking lot of a Florida 
uh walmart this week shannon shank 44 has been accused over the alleged oh incident my. oh oh what's oh i should use that sword on his hair Mm, is it the same man in both bits? Cause, yep. cause, cause one looks like a model, uh, a model, um, model shoot, and the other one looks like uh, he's crazy. Well, he must have been a oh. model, must have been a model inmate to get out and get nah. some swords. <laughs> um, he's 44 years old. Um, the store manager had called police to report a subject sus- subject in the parking lot swinging swords towards customers in a threatening manager, a uh, manner. I'm sure they wanted to see if walmart was slashing prices but not that way (laughs) (laughs) authorities said upon arrival contact was made with shannon shink who had two swords on his person and appeared to be under the influence of drugs and or alcohol but why would weed make you want to hit somebody with a sword that doesn't even fucking make sense Mm -mm. no he he was getting wet they must have dipped that weed in something that only wet people act like that true good point the investigation revealed that he had assumed a fighting stance and unsheathed swords in a threatening manner while approaching a manner while approaching customers exiting their vehicles according to authorities uh this would never happen at target uh <laughs> that's why i paid an extra, exactly. extra uh, 25 cent uh, yeah 25 most cents an item and you ain't gotta worry about swords in the parking lot i mean it's kind of a good trade-off uh he had marijuana that was less than 20 grams as well as a glass pipe with marijuana residue he was arrested for two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon possession of drug paraphernalia possession of marijuana less than 20 grams and three counts of possession of a weapon by a convicted felon and uh he's held with his bond set at thirty six thousand dollars so there you guys go walmart always cutting prices um jay thank you so much for joining us Thank you so much for joining us, Jay. Thank we really you, appreciate you. Fun. Thank you, thank you. I had a ball. I had a ball. I've been looking forward to doing this for a long time. Yay. Took too long to get you on, but I promise it won't be as long to have you back. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to get you. I have another little project that's in the pipe right now that I'm not ready to put out. So I'll definitely be. Yeah, if you need to promote it, man, out. come back on. Feel free. We don't mm-hmm. mind. And, um, of course, uh, you know, make sure you check out her podcast. Uh, like I said, every Monday they do it live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, so 11 a.m. our time. Uh, mm-hmm. it's called The Morning Punch In Show with RB and J. It's also on, uh, all the places that you can listen to podcasts. They put mm-hmm. it out there too. Uh, follow her on Twitter, uh, Jandra LaBeouf. Uh, and I'll have it in the show notes and check out their YouTube um, where they interview people and I have that in the show notes as well uh, we'll yes. be back tomorrow alright so thank you Jay thank you audience and uh, until then I love you I love you too thank Mwah. you